Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back oh, the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a Tuesday edition, and I guess I better get used to these uh, long evening, early morning post-spur game. Yeah, because well, you feel a little tired? Uh, yeah, I got about 90 of these nights coming my direction. Uh, but welcome aboard. That is Rudy J. Looking fine today. Does our feed look different? Yeah, it's like reddish. But it, we got. Is you, are you your volume on, Rob? I think so. Mine? No, it's not mine. I, I just uh, I don't think it's me. It could be me. It's all Is good. it me? I think we're off now. There we go. There uh, we go. Morning. Morning. That's still me. There we go. There we go. There we go. That's me. Got it. It's, it's all Dak's fault. fault. The Spurs lost. Uh, and it's Dak's fault that I we couldn't We don't count my wins volume. and losses in preseason. It's not about wins and yeah. losses in preseason. It's about execution and getting, you know, getting reps and getting your wind and, and playing with and energy. Playing with energy. And I need to make sure that I'm tired when I come out. I like that. Yeah, you know, like it's not about wins and losses. That's something his dad told him just a few years ago. I want y'all to, I I wish y'all could be here. Rob's excitement level that basketball is back. (laughs) Is it that obvious? I'm sorry. No, it's cool. It got me hype. I'm like, damn, Rob was hype. Like he had a full breakdown of every player on OKC. (laughs) <laughs> Every player on the Spurs, what who fouled with their rotations on defense. I'm like, dog. I was with my pre-season. wife, and I was doing full-on pause the TV. And she going, was like, did you see him cut that way? Yeah. That was a different idea. I didn't know they, they were going to do that. My wife's like, I don't care. She's like, if you don't leave me alone and tell me what about? you want to eat, I don't give a darn. I tried. To, I, I, I was... I, and, you know, the sad thing is I spent so much time in the first half that by the time I'd gone through my, my chalk talk, my tape, the, the game was almost over. I didn't even see the end. <laughs> I was ready to go to bed, so it I didn't changed, see the best yeah. part of the game. When our, our G leaguers 15, then down 15, yeah. then again close. But, you know, both teams had called off the dogs by the time it got weird. Yeah, our, our G leaguers and their G leaguers fought it right. out to a last-second shot where Devontae Graham actually had a buck, had a look. Uh, didn't oh. fall, but uh, the Spurs played, and we'll talk about that. The uh, I like OKC's team, by the way. Oh, yeah. I got a good – I mean – you got 59 draft picks. At some point, you're going to hit on a few. And they did. And they have. And last year, they fall ass backwards into another J-Will. Yeah. J-Dub, J-Will, I don't know, but that dude can play. 
So they've got two J. Williams. The, they were in the play-in last year. So I don't know what's going to happen now that they got Chet. Oh, no kidding. And he's good. Oh, man, just I loved it last time. I'm sorry. Uh, let me uh, yeah, yeah, look sack up my exuberance and talk about what really matters, and that is the steady decline in the uh, eyes of Dallas Cowboy fans of McCarthy and Dak and all that's going on. Uh, behind the scenes, there's some curiosity as to what the identity of this, the uh, Cowboys is or are, depending on your idiom. Um, defense was the answer by the guy that matters. Hmm. Probably not the answer that the guy. That's that, a weird answer. Mm-hmm. Then, you know what? It's not a weird answer. It's an honest answer. But if I'm number four and I'm asking Jerry and Steven <laughs> for, for some money, then Jerry and Steven could turn and say, well, uh, Dak, you know, uh, uh, we, we, we're, we're a defensive team now. <laughs> yeah, that's our identity, right? You mean that, that you, oh, so we identify as a team that gave up 42 points? Is that, oh are we gosh. identifying as that? You know what, Because bro. if we are, you know what, hey, you can choose your pronouns you, properly. You can identify whatever you want. I identify as an open door. When I'm going to ask for small loans, I identify as a 40-year-old white man. <laughs> Uh, are we going to have to meet in person, or is this going to be online? Yeah, if it's online. If this is online, I am a – you know, the funny thing is, I say I'm a black man. Depending on what you need. I'm you trying to get a government I'm, deal. I'm, I'm, I'm going your way. I'm identifying as what I need. You know what I mean? Exactly. Are, are we going to meet in person? Depends on what I need. You, you know? You're hiring a woman? Yeah, if I need some Taylor Swift concerts, hey, I'm a, I, I, hey, you know, I'm a twenty, I'll, I'm a 20 year old I'll young check lady. That box, yeah, I'm I, a twenty I, year old young, young young lady. I'm I'm monetary fluid. I'll, I'll go monetary, both ways. I am monetarily fluid. That's, I, I, I'll do a lot of things. Mic drop. Monetarily fluid. <laughs> That's a mic drop. <laughs> that is a mic drop. Hey, did you uh, see that uh, flag football is going to be in the Olympics? You, are you being like? No, I, I am know. very very serious. Flag football in the Olympics. I'm down. I mean, we got three-on-three basketball. The Olympics is getting, yeah, they starting to take some risk, but I get it. You know, you got to keep people's interest. But I'm down with some flag football. Uh, That is solely the NFL spreading the gospel. Are you kidding? This is the NFL going, you know, we got an idea. But it's going to be pledge and Jack Thompson playing it. It ain't going to be NFL pros. We're giving athletes in Serbia a football. Go learn this sport. We're giving athletes. I see you working. In the, I see in, you working, Goodell. I see you working, Rob. Yeah, let's go give them this ball instead of this round one. Let's give them one that doesn't bounce right. I'm down. They're also uh, cricket, lacrosse, sixes. Lacrosse is an East Coast thing. I don't see any people playing lacrosse in Texas. You know, and there's people going to be mad at me, and this is not my current belief. But my previous belief in life, was, at least in the state of Texas, mm-hmm. if you were playing lacrosse, you probably couldn't have made the other teams. That was my joke. It was a bad that joke. so It was wrong. disrespectful and wrong. Yeah, it is. It is. Good Lord. Until I was exposed to lacrosse in its purest and, and most natural how, form. How athletic And that are. was in Florida, where it was a religion. That was a big deal. Holy crap. I mean... We, we, here, and you know, we're used to seeing the soccer fields full with, you know, 25 different fields, and there's just... Acres of humanity playing soccer. Same thing there in lacrosse. Oh. They loved it. So I was introduced into what is a, actually a fantastic sport to play. I'm not sure about watching it, but it's a fun sport to play. 
Shout so, out to the early birds, Rob. Up. You brought up the flag football. Cole Yeoman says we have two girls from SA that would end up making the flag football hey. team for Olympics. They were both on Team USA for the World Championships. Appreciate that. Hey, Fun that's fact, huge. Cole. Appreciate you, bro. Um, I didn't. Hey, I I don't keep up with flag football. You know that the idea. Because thank you, Cole. You know, seven on seven high school. That's essentially flag football. Six man flag because they don't tackle, right? Yeah, they don't tackle, and they're you know, it's all about. And these coaches recruit seven on seven. It's crazy because it's so up tempo and you know spread. That, watch the modern play scheme, whether it be college or pro, and its origins were in seven on seven. That's that's where the game True is, that. and just like the NBA with AAU type ball. True that. Man on man, talent on talent. We love it. But new Olympic sports in a year. What in else? Maybe we should come up with some of our own, what we would want added. The Dodgers are on about uh, about to say oh, It's wow. not over, Rob. Don't, don't count the Dodgers out just yet. I mean, we've oh, seen teams down to right? Yeah, we've seen teams. Now, you know, they're heading to Arizona now, right? Dodgers had home field. So to lose both at the crib is unfortunate. And, you know, Clayton Kershaw is defending himself. And Mookie Betts is my favorite baseball player. But... Well, you know, the is consolation it, for Dodger fan, you know what it is? What's that? Uh, Shohei Otani. That's your consolation prize. In two years. You think Shohei wants to be East Coast or West Coast? I think he wants to be all coasts. So you have a choice of two. You could be a Dodger wanna, or a Yankee. I, I, I you could be wanna, one of those. I don't, I wouldn't, well, next year he's not going to even pitch because no. of this. Yeah, in two time. years. But he's going to bat. But he's still going to bat next season. But I already established some roots like in, in Cali. So the Dodgers, move. yeah, the Dodgers might make the belt most sense, and it's an international brand. Not that the Angels haven't become true. That. The Angels aren't an international. Brand. Well, I think well, with they him, are with him, with yeah, him, yeah, yeah, but for sure. not that they haven't can't maintain that. But but if I, he walks, I trade Trout too. I just blow it up and I just start being their Tampa Rays. Nobody want Trout. Ain't nobody want to pay him that. He's they're stuck with him. That's a marriage. Why? Made because in he's always hurt. He's always hurt and he's overpaid. Damn! I've well, never heard anybody criticize Mike Trout. He's like he's like the guy that's kind of just floated along and like, hey, it's not his fault. Right? He's the best player, but it's really not his fault. How so let's be nice. How many teams in the him. world have two of the top five players ever to pick up the the the, the ball itself and, and can't, can't even get make to the, the playoffs. playoffs? Yeah, it's bad. At what point do you go? It's bad. It's you. The story all week long, and you know, Reed and I even talked about it as we came in the door. How brutal it has been. For, for Dak, yeah, man, I feel bad for Dak. I, 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 and I knew, I knew it was coming. That's why yesterday I didn't, I didn't kick him. Well, I didn't run by the pile and kick him because I knew what was come on the horizon. But yeah, he's taking a beating, and it comes from every angle. And that's how you, you certainly, I mean, you can be upset depending on how you take things. But when the question is, what is the absolute identity of your team? You got your wide receiver wondering, and you got your head coach answering. And your identity is when you're not on the field. That's what Dak is dealing with. You're going to hear from McCarthy talking about it about 6.30. But first and foremost, let's talk about the beginning of the era. But era. It started last night. Wimby plus one. I, it's, this is, you know this is a different level when we talk about the, the preseason has started the era. That's when you know where the excitement levels are through the roof. When you saw that crowd the other night for a scrimmage, mm-hmm. and then we talk about the era starting in the preseason game, oh, yeah, we're, we, we reach new heights. Of excitement. 20 points in 19 minutes. That's on pace for a 40-point night if you're doing the math at home. Wimby shines in the debut. Let's talk about what we saw as the era did, in fact, begin. But, of course, we're talking lots of Cowboys, and your input is certainly important to us. You can reach out a lot of ways. First and foremost, jump on our YouTube feed. We're graded on that. Yeah. And by the way. Subscribe, damn it. Damn it, subscribe. 
So you can get alerts. So you can remind yourself. What the heck is wrong with Um, us? It takes a point four, (laughs) point four seconds to subscribe. And if you're listening right now and you haven't, I assume that all of our people with a purpose, they're smarter than our eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Yeah, those people are sleeping. But if you're listening right now or you're on our feed and you haven't done that. Can you say you're even a fan? What the hell, bro? What the hell? <laughs> you sound uh, like this. What's going on right now? It's the, the shirt. Hell? What the hell, bro? Uh, we're going to come back talking some Spurs. What a wonderful time of the year it is. Hold on tight. A whole lot to come. You're on R&R, and this is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. The Jim Rome Show. Hey, Jim Rome here. And back in the military city of San Antonio. Weekdays at noon on 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. It's R&R here on the Star, and you're home for the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to hear from uh, Coach McCarthy as he tells us what he believes to be the identity of his football team after a 47 or... Who the hell was listening to our show yesterday and stole stole our question? That was your question the other day yesterday. Like, you know, what is the identity of this team? That's a good question when you get beat like that. And then especially when your star wide receiver doesn't know. <laughs> well, I don't know if he knows the identity of the, the team, but he definitely doesn't know the identity of the offense, speaking of CD. But there we'll get go. to them. You can't handle the truth, yeah, we'll, CD Lamb. Yeah, we'll get to them. So we saw the debut, uh, 20 points in 19 minutes. And Victor did a little bit of everything. Uh, Block shots, got rebounds. Made teammates better, got his assist off, got his points off, got to the line, and ones, the handle. The, you know, the, the thing that I was most amazed by was it was a play he was out at the three-point line. And the ability to how low he got on his dribble. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. Like, I knew, he, I knew he already had a handle. Like, you know, everybody in the world knows that. You've seen the film. But the how low he got on the handle – it was like between the legs, between the legs, cross, go by you. And it was like, that's not, you know, again, we clearly we're in this we're in this world now where this isn't normal, but that's not normal. To go between the legs, between the legs, crossover, go by you at seven three. Like Be like, careful, okay. young brother. That's all I want to say. It's like too, don't get too loose. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It was it was glorious. Lived up to it. Everything. And by the way, Holmgren. Homebrew respect. Oh, yo, Chet got real game. And Chet Chet got an attitude mm-hmm. and a cockiness to him, and Chet thinks he's the best player in the world. I love me some Chet Holmgren. So uh, it was He uh, hit the Shador Sanders on us last night after an and one. I was like, yo, chill, Chet. Don't make me dislike you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Don't don't do us don't hit me with the Shador uh, watching my face in a preseason game, dog. Because see, that's it. Like I was like, it was on Chet. Yeah, it was on Chet. Chet played them one-on-one. They didn't face each other much, but yeah, they didn't they, guard each other much. But then when they did, Wimby and won them and flexed on them. Ripcord on that one. Uh, that that was uh, it's the, the future. future. Uh, on both ends of the court. And as a uh, basketball guy, um, we're coming so close to a time where 6'5 is going to be a little tiny. 6'5 too little? Well, oh, great he'll pass. be the smallest guy on the court. That was... Um, Looking at what the Spurs are doing, you know, first preseason game, there's going to be lots and lots of mistakes. There was no Keldon, no Shohan, so. Lots of uh, open court game, right. lots of one-pass shots. But, or get it and go. And there's lots of get and go. I was, uh, 
Those, remember, it wasn't that long ago mm. when we were begging for, you know, 15 threes. How many did they shoot last night? Uh, I think there were 40. Uh, let, no, wait, what? 37. They shot thir- a Spurs team led by Coach Craig. Uh, 14 by- for 37 at 37.8%. That's a winning formula. You shoot right at 40% from three. Dude, that's respect. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah for respect. sure. Respect. Uh, lots of one-pass threes, though, which, you know. What's wrong with that? Nothing, nothing. We seven seconds or less, Rob. I'm with no, you. I'm kidding. It, but uh, that's still the kind of thing that I know pops like, ow, I, I love it. I, I think this is fun, but it just is fundamentally look, opposed to everything I was brought up to believe. I'm telling you what pops tell them. Look, if y'all going to – gonna, that's fine. We can play this style. But – it's got, you got to give a little to get a little. And what I mean by that, if I'm Coach Popovich, is we're going to defend. If we're going to play this style, we're going to, you know, we're going to get up and down. We're still going to find a way to defend. Like, I'll let y'all have some freedom. And Wimby talked about, you know, hey, Pop just kind of lets us be creative. I appreciate him stepping out the way. He doesn't say much, but we're going to defend. If I'm going to let, if I'm going to give you that freedom, it's like, you know, with my daughter, like, hey, I'm going to take you to the movies. But you're going to do these dishes before you go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got, you, got, you got, it ain't going to just be one-sided. It was always written on the old envelope put on the refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> when I get home, this yeah. kitchen clean yeah. going to the movie. For real. Uh, let's hear, hear from Wimby as he talked about the uh, the freedom that Pop's allowing him to have. Um, you know, it's, I think he's, I think he knows, you know, what, what I've noticed is I'm here is, I feel like the, the, the role of a coach a big part is to to know when to give the freedom to the players. This is what I see, for example. I mean, during the timeouts, I know it's only preseason, but like we got great great creators and great players in, on that team. And I see I see Pop. He, he only tells them the, like the right amount of of advice and, and stuff, and he lets them create be be creative. And I think it's a yeah, I think it's a big part of the the coach of the job in the NBA from what I've seen. That Victor Wimbayama post game uh, from Oklahoma City in after his debut, and you can see what he is talking about. The dude is allowed to do and fill in his skill set. There's no limitations on him so far. No, no, no. Inside, outside, and and around defense, offense, make guys better, leader, all that good stuff. You know, I'm looking at his stat line, and I'm surprised to see no assists. But you know the NBA rules, road road stat guy. You know, uh, John Stockton got an assist just for putting tying his shoes correctly every time he walked into Salt Lake. So you never know when it comes to that. But uh, no oh, assists, just missed shots. You no, know, yeah, missed shots, dribble before the right. shot taken. But the, and while it reflects no assists, it does not reflect his value in the offense. He he knows he's a magnet. He knows that there's a ripple in the force every time he touches the ball, and his eyes are up. Uh, you right. can't ask for anything more than that. I, the idea of a willing passer is a glorious thing, but let me tell you that uh, top of the the top of the key or the top of the key as far as the three point line, a high pick and roll, a pick and pop is will become the the Dirk Nowitzki shot. It is indefensible. You cannot defend it. There's nothing you can do when a seven three dude puts his arms above his head and takes a jump shot. You can't do it. No, no, no. You just got to pray. You got to hope he missed. Yeah, that's all you can do. You can contest and make it more difficult, make it as difficult as possible. But is it a real contest? No, you're. I mean, every jump shooter's used to a guy coming at you, but there's no. You're not going to touch it. Right. I mean, you can do the old south side go for the crotch, kind of bow, go low, kind of throw him off, throw him off. You know, a little bit of. I might uh, hit you with the shoulder right there where it matters, but. Uh, 
That that shot right there, the highlights that we get, the reel we got on the screen, it, 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 it is indefensible. There is not much you can do. I agree. So I think Pop should have him take that shot 40 times a game. No, no, no. We're not doing that. Threes are better than twos, Rudy. They're Threes better. are better than twos. Well, they're better. Uh, the, the the rest of the cast, nope. now counting, there was no Sohan. He took the night off. Uh, I still continue to be impressed with Malachi. N- yeah, and no big body. Uh, no Keldon. But uh, Malachi played. The, sometimes you just need to slow down. Dial it, we, we need you at about an eight. You think so? Yeah. Or are you talking about Malachi or are we talking about Wesley? Well, both, actually. Okay. Both. Well, because Malachi six for eight, two for two from three. 15 points in 20 minutes. Yeah. He's been, he's been playing well since the summer, though, he, so I'm he not going to start. I think he's going to play some. Uh, he's going to play starter minutes. I mean, the, starter minutes. Yeah. I don't think he's going to no, start. No, that's what I meant. So, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gonna get, he's going to get 25 or better. He, he deserves it. But I want him to slow down just a little bit. Uh, and, and the other side of that, uh, um, young fella, didn't get in late, 54. I can't say his name. Skidishvili? Gosh, he's an athlete. He is. I don't know how you harness that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little wild. But that guy can go for the for his size. I like him, but I'd rather give those minutes to no, Bass. We're not going to see no, him yeah. more than two minutes. And finally, I'm glad you brought him up. Charles Bass, twelve boards, four assists. He know, and you know what? It's a beautiful thing to watch because again, a lot of people will tell you. You see all these videos of telling these kids, like, look, you are not going to go get thirty. Like, get that out of your head. Like, go to the league, go make a team, and go find out what role it is. And that's what Bassey has mastered. He gets in the game. I'm going to get rebounds. I'm going to set screens. He had nine defensive rebounds, three <laughs> offensive, four assists, two blocks. He's like, yo, this is my role. And he's going to get minutes for under this pop. Did you, you know, say that stat regime. line again? And also here, he only played 15 minutes. Yeah, he only played 15 minutes. He had, uh, yeah, 16 minutes. What did he have? 12 boards. <laughs> Four assists, two blocks. Now, granted, we and know it's preseason. Six points, yeah. But a vacuum cleaner. I'm man. down with that. Like, oh. just hey, you got to have a guy that's with a with a glass of Windex, with a you know some Windex and some paper towels, and that's what Bassie is. So, and he's from the crib, kind of, sorta. So we rooting for yeah, him. Yeah, we had him for two years. Yeah, we had uh, him for a couple years. Uh, most improved player candidate. I think he's going to be a, a weapon. Not a weapon, but an invaluable tool for Pop. We're going to see a lot of Charles Bassett. It's good. It's, it, Pop has his hands full because I could legit make a case that because remember, remember, Keldon and Shohan didn't play, but I think Osman needs to play. I think Bassie He's needs to play. I think Graham needs to play. Like there's like ten, eleven guys that probably have earned time, but, and they will. And realistically, though, you're only going to play about nine. I, I think you will play probably a few more than that, actually. I really do. There's no way they play an 11 player. Not, not in every game. But right. I think you'll see the nine consistent rotation. But I think that you'll see 11, 12 dudes get minutes in just about every game. Just because of the style they want to play. If you're going to be running like that, there's going to be some some bursts. You, there'll be guys getting five, six, seven minutes a night. And, you know, last night, again, we're dealing with uh, Serge Barry Rice, which, by the way, he played pretty well for right. our team. <laughs> right. uh, Dominic Barlow, the, the, those guys got some minutes in. Now, but, see, those are the type of guys that, you know, like, hey, man, we like you, but you're not going to play much. But looking at Stop. what we saw last night, and granted, this is preseason. We right. didn't get a lot of Devontae Graham. We didn't get a lot of Mamu Kalashvili. We're going to have to come up. Mamu, right? That's that's what we're calling We'll him. go Mamu. Mamu. Um, that combo uh, we got in late, but I think we might see more of them in the next. The McDermott, uh, and it's Chetty. I didn't know that. I thought it was Setty. It's Chetty. Chetty. Chetty Osman. I just call him Osman because yeah. I didn't know. I did not know until I heard Bill Land last night call him Chetty. So I, we're going with it. Uh, right, let's roll with that. Uh, Chetty Osman is a bucket. 
He and, he and McDermott play well together. Those guys look for each other. That's a good combo. That's what I'm out saying. There. Both of those guys deserve time. And they, together. So it, yeah, it, it's. Pop got his hands full as to how he's going to set up these rotations, but it's it's an RPP. First of many. First of many. The Wimby era begins 20 points in 19 minutes. A loss in the, well, in the temporary yeah, record know, we book don't count that is the season, right. but an effective outing, and I think everybody should be excited for the future. More to talk about with the Spurs. Who we didn't see did matter, and who we did get off the bench mattered as we try to figure out rotations. But coming up, Mike McCarthy on the hot seat. On fire. Whoa. On fire right now. Well, I don't think his hot seat got hot because we haven't heard from the owner yet. As we should at some point on the fan today, 105.3 The Fan, right? And when it happens, we'll have yeah. it for you. First, we're going to hear from McCarthy as we define the character, the very utterance, the being that is the Cowboys. Who are they? The existential question was answered. CeeDee Lamb might not like the answer. Uh, we'll talk about it next. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Mike McCarthy Show, every Friday morning at 7 and 9 with R&R in the morning. I'm all about winning, so when it has to do with winning, then it's part of our operation, our, our messaging, and our outlook. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game, presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. Happy Tuesday. Let me improve your outlook. That's Rudy J. Yes, I'm sir. Rob Thompson. Easy E on the other side. Hey, we got uh, got a guest coming our way. Yeah, we do. Calvin going to be here in about, what, 30 minutes? Clarence. Oh, keep... so I say, Calvin, where did that come from? I'm sorry. Because he's good friends with Calvin. He's good friend with Calvin. That had nothing to do with no. where my brain was. <laughs> I was actually reading uh, the Monday Night Football promo, and I saw Kellen. And I was oh. trying to say Clarence, and it came out. Cowboys. It's all good. Uh, we are uh, getting ready for Dallas Cowboys next Monday night as they get busy uh, taking on Kellen Moore, the final, the former OC, and uh, <laughs> the search might uh, begin for a new OC uh, soon Mike enough. Initiated. When we do Cowboys, AA Best Bail Bonds, Mother's Window Tit, Woods Comfort Systems, Ewalk Abode, and the law offices of Jesse Hernandez bring them to you. Uh, that's got, Monday night. Got a bit of breaking news. I mean, it doesn't matter to What's that? Justin Jefferson has been placed on the IR fantasy owners for four games. That's a minimum four games. Chicago, 49ers, Green Bay, and Atlanta for four big games. They haven't had the best season, but no, that's huge. When it that's rains, huge. it pours. Yeah, right? and it rains, it pours. Justin Jefferson placed on the IR with a hammy. After the the Kansas City Chiefs used uh, the other four Kansas City Chiefs not in <laughs> uniform to win a football game. <laughs> yeah. Pick up the flag on an interference call. Uh, Mike McCarthy. Love him. Is in a world. This week's awful. I, I very rarely feel bad. If you, when you put this much in it, we're going to make a big deal of it because y'all said it was. You were so right, Rudy. <laughs> y'all you said it so was. So right. now we got to, now I got to harp on it, even though I didn't want to. Because, yeah, you put all your eggs in the basket and they all get broke. Yeah. It's a, it's a problem. <laughs> Uh, first and foremost, the question that's asked, and really, as you get a beating like this, you need to define yourself. Who the hell are you? Because what, whoever you thought you were, you ain't. So who are you? And that's been, been a question asked of a couple of players, including the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. When, uh, when we started this, you know, this offensive approach, uh, back in, in, in April, you know, I just think it's a matter of who, who do you, who do you want to be and who do you think you are? You know, mm. I coach the team 
for a lot of years that it was offensive driven. And um, but this you know, this team's about defense. You know, let's make no bones about it. And that's not a slight against the offense. We want to score as many points as everybody, and we're not, you know, playing not to lose. So don't don't mix the message yeah, here. But I'm about to mix um, it. We play to our defense. You know, that's that's the strength of our team. And by doing that, you know, the time of possession, taking care of the football, um, those are two things that you know were I thought improvement uh, from past years. The first month uh, clearly was not last night. You can't win games. You give the ball away, you can't win a game. I mean, let's let's be honest about that. So. Uh, that's when the game got out of control there in the second half. So, got to take care of the ball. Um, we got to continue to go the long way when we have to. Uh, but more importantly, we, I think we can do do more as far as creating opportunities for, for, for big players or getting the ball specifically where we want it to go. Let's break this down, Rob. Oh, Let, let's break this down because I got questions. <laughs> I got questions. I want. I, I really want to know behind closed doors when Dak's with his inner circle how he feels about that. Number two, when I look at some of these teams that have a quarterback, would you say – what would you say the identity of the 49ers is, Rob? Would you say it's offense or defense? Wow. That's a good question because – they're so my, good all my, around, but my, I think it's offense. I think it's offense because of Shanahan. I, yes, if it yes, wasn't fair. for the play caller and the designer, I would say defense because they've spent money there. It's not like they haven't spent money there, but right. they went and acquired a crap load of weapons offensively. Philly, Philly is a they're an offensive, but they're a running. They're they're beginning. I, I understand. Let me rephrase this. What they were and what they are becoming are two different things. They are a power football team, and what we but thought this offense, though. this offense, yes, yes, right. it's but it's a running team. And if you ask them, who are we? We're a running football team that passes one appropriately. Dolphins, oh, <laughs> offense, <laughs> Buffalo, offense. They're a quarterback. The Ravens, um, you know what? Still offense. Okay, they're paying a quarterback fifty million dollars. They better be offense. Cincy, offense. Chargers, well, offense. I mean, Jacksonville. All those teams are so, built so they all exactly. So, if, if when I when I go down these teams and I'll, everybody like you, you answer these so quickly and so easily. That doesn't this, mean I know where you're uh, yeah, going, but it doesn't mean I'll defense just, first. No, here's the I'll problem. Just want, okay, so then what is Dak to you? Well, Dak is. Uh, I, what is Dak to you? If you all the guys him? that the people that we put Dak in the class with, Rob. The people we put him in the class with, you said their identity is offense. So if he's in the class with these guys, according to some people that love Dak, if he's in that class of quarterbacks, why is his head coach telling the entire nation that their identity is defense? You, and he said, look, I came from a situation where offense was our identity. Yeah, you had Aaron Rodgers. Of course it was. So if you are that guy, your head coach should never say that our identity is on the other side of the ball. Well, well, I, help I, me out. I'm, I'm again. With, I'm okay. asking. I'm asking. Uh, by he can. Say, I'm glad he said defense because he. They've showed us. I mean, everything. They that didn't show us this past Sunday. Well, what I'm saying is everything that the Cowboys have done since they walked off the field was to make this a defensive centric team. 
They changed the way the offensive line blocks. Okay. They changed the offensive scheme. The steps. They got rid of the the OC. They got rid of everybody involved with that offensive offense for the most part. Turnover-worthy plays. All, All that. that was te- when we eliminate turnover-worthy plays, you know what that is code for? What? We're not going to put you in any kind of situation, Dak, where you can screw things up. Dude, and, and look, and see, and Mike is smart. He said it in there. He said, look, 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 look. We want to score as many points as possible. Don't mix this message. Because he knows Rudy and Rob's of the world are going to be like, dude, you just said that Dak ain't like that. He is. Like, you can – and the thing about it, Rob, is he keeps telling us, like, hey, Rudy, if you're calling Dak a game manager, I think you're way off. Uh, don't mix this message. But your actions tell us you don't feel he's really like that. You could tell, you could keep screaming to us to make Dak happy. That, hey, man, no, 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 no. He's the real deal. He's not a game manager. He's much more than that. We want to score as many. But all of your actions say you don't think he's like that. And then, like, my identity, my, our identity is defense. When you, when you a top 10 quarterback, that should not happen. Rudy, so much. I don't is know. Coming out I don't know. This. Maybe I'm no, making too right. much of this. No, you're right. We'll play this again. And there's sound in there. There is behind the scenes. How many times did McCarthy say we can't turn it over? We can't turn it over. You see we what I'm saying? Turn it over. We can't turn it over. You think that hasn't been mentioned in the locker room? Damn it, Dak, dude. Everything we're doing, everything depends on you not turning it over. Everything we have done, every penny we have spent, every penny we've spent on you is we're overpaying for you not to turn the ball over. I don't know, man. It's just, I, I, but first of all, yes, it, it's, it, with, we can see with our two eyes that the defense is the better side of the ball. But that's your identity. And and that it's almost an indictment on yourself as well because if I if I get a job I'm coming from Carolina and I get in the job I was I was Carolina's offensive coordinator if I come and get a head coaching job at Philly the offense should be the better side of the ball like if you're the play caller and you're and you're an offensive guy how is your side of the ball not the identity when that's who you are. Well, Dan Quinn's there. Because, like, you know, like, take, for example, Andy Reid, offensive guy, whoever, go go down the line of coaches. And we, we crit, like, perfect example, Sean Payton's supposed to be an offensive guy. Offense looks like doo-doo. We're destroying him. When that's who you are, your side of the ball is who you're supposed to be, and it's not the best side of the ball, I don't know what this, I don't know how to take that. I don't really have a problem with that. I, I, okay. I don't, because... There's Dan Quinn. I mean, you have another head coach on the <laughs> okay. other side of the ball that you're like, and also the investment. Look at the money that's been spent on that side of the ball. That well, you can talk about what you want to be. No, nah, you're your right about that too. Where is your money spent? That's where your emphasis is. And it, you know, granted, it's always going to be tilted on the offense because you're paying your quarterback forty five million dollars. But I think per capita, the defensive guys are they got paid, and there's more coming. But th- that yeah, because Mike has got to get paid too. But so at the yeah, you're end right. Of the day though, this league is tilted toward offense. You've decided to stake your claim on the most difficult land to defend. You chose the rules are set up against you.
The, they, the rules are literally against the thing that you've decided to be the best in the league at or to to flag your fly, uh, fly your flag on. It just it's a difficult thing to go with. I don't really have a problem with it if it's working. I just but. I I I don't know, man. I I I appreciate the honesty. But he has to. The reason why he said don't mix the messages because that's is you're sending mixed messages when you tell me that. How long can this relationship? We heard McCarthy say it three times. Can't turn the ball over. Can't turn the ball over. Can't turn the ball over. I think they still have a good relationship. I think Dak respects him. I think Dak understands what he's trying to do. I think Dak understands. Like, look, at some point we just got to try something different. Mm. But that's for now. And that's that comes down to. And the next question, if yeah. they're going to do something different, you feel like C.D. Lamb has got to be a part of it, and he hasn't been a part of it much so far. Right. And we got a lot to get into. We'll yeah, we got to talk about C.D. The Dallas Cowboys. Uh, on the college football world, an old and ancient rivalry is rekindled, and if you want to see some points scored, stay up late on Saturday because <laughs> there is a matchup the likes of which we have not seen in 15 years. We'll tell you what that is next. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from the Blitz. Coming up today, starting at 2 o'clock. Yeah, we're still trying to rehash what happened to the Cowboys on Sunday. They turn things around. Texans talk with Indy Kalu at 3.30, plus UTSA football tickets to give away. Rob, it's Tuesday. They're pissed off level at Jimbo Fisher right about now. The clock is ticking, Jimbo. Clock is ticking. Knoxville awaits. It ain't gonna be easy there. You worried? Yeah, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worried. You know, it's kind of like when you're you're heading home and you you had asked your your kids to do something while you were gone, and you're pretty sure they didn't do it. So you're expecting to get mad. You're hoping for the best, but I expect right. I'm hoping for the best, but I'm expecting to get mad. I'm just being real. I, I don't know. No, what I feel to say. You. And some of it, you know, you get into these situations where there's reasons and excuses and all that, and you, it's just that muddy world that keeps mediocrity just continuous. Uh, speaking of uh, mediocrity, uh, Notre morning, Dame gets busy again. <laughs> Notre Dame after losing to Louisville, Tennessee is three and a half favorite. Yeah, they should be. Whatever. Notre Dame, man, that loss, that's peaking. They got caught peeking around the corner. And the reason why that's so big, Rob, is because there is no one in the country, no team in the country right now, that would have had Ohio State and USC on their schedule. And let's say those are, let's say you would have lost to both. Let's say you'd lost, you did, you already lost Ohio State. If you lose to USC, nobody can fault you for that. Nobody has two games as tough as that, but you screwed it up. You screwed it up and lost to Louisville. So now I'm like, all right, see you, bye. So long. Yeah. What? What do you mean? What do you wait? 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 Time there, out. What are you moaning and groaning about? By the about? end of the season, at, at most teams in the not, bigger though, conferences are going to have. Well, everybody in the Big Ten can say it. Not USC and. Um, well, they played Michigan and USC. You played Notre Dame. See, that's the problem <laughs> with Notre Dame. See, every year you play two tough games. You go, well, nobody's got. Nobody you know has that, you, Rob. You know who else they got on their schedule? Who? Okay, let's talk about what happens after uh, after you. Well, who doesn't? Who so doesn't? So then they, they on, deal Rob. with Pittsburgh. Come then, on, Rob. Well, you know what? I'm gonna give them some love. They did schedule Clemson. Respect. Well, these are ACC well, teams. Clemson sucks this year, but well, I, got I mean, you. they did schedule them when they were good. I right, assume. right, right, right. Uh, Wake Forest, and then they close out against Stanford. So I mean, it's an ACC schedule for the most part, but that. 
this ancient rivalry is enough, I think, for them to get what you just said. Yeah, they already played. Huh? They played. <laughs> You know, it's every year. You with are these so guys. salty. I am, well, with, when you bring up the Domers, I get a little salty. No. I am looking forward to the game, though. I, I what, do think. You, are you? I, I do think that they're the. Uh, they're probably a pretty good matchup for Caleb. I mean, well, I think both different. teams got caught peaking. USC got caught peaking. They needed overtime to beat Arizona, and Notre Dame got caught peaking and got beat. So I think it's going to be a game. Yeah. Hey, look out for Oregon, Washington. They're going to be 100 points scored in that one. Hey, coming back, we got more Spurs talk as the Wimby era begins. But CeeDee Lamb might be a little salty as well. We're talking Cowboys next. This is R&R. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the Cowboys. With the left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R here on The Star. That's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Easy E. Hedwin Hafner taking us for the next three-hour joyride towards sports info and entertainment. Uh, we're talking football this hour. Watched a little bit last night. Did you know, prior to kickoff, in the beautiful Roomba that is the Las Vegas I love that home stadium. stadium. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Death Star, whatever we want to call it. The hockey puck. They uh, had a flyover. In a closed stadium. In a closed stadium, they had a flyover. That's so stupid. Free game. That's uh, so stupid. I mean, I'm all for it, but that was kind of a random thing. I it was a it was an eyesore of a game. Oh, Lots man. of turnovers, ugly plays, play calling. It was weird. A very, 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 very weird play calling game. And my man Jordan Love, who who I felt like would be better up to this point, hasn't been that good. But it is his first season of real action. But He's still and it and it shows. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say. Yeah, there's uh there's a a uh, a deficit. Yeah, and Garoppolo's not there. He does. He's not that. He he's sucks. not that good either. Garoppolo is exactly what Shanahan thought he was. <laughs> is that's why Shanahan was like, "Yo, we'll go go Trey Lance, and then we'll go get uh, Brock Purdy as well. We're gonna keep getting because this guy ain't it. He knew the moment he saw him work out, he propped right. him up." He, he propped up that rag doll and took him a long way, but we've seen exactly what Garoppolo is. And yeah, Jordan Love, I don't, I don't think is, I'm, we're not done with him yet. No, no, hell no. No, I, no, no. I, I not after five games. We can't be. There's a skill set there. And both those teams are obviously a long way away from where the Dallas Cowboys hope to be. And to get where they want to be, sometimes you have to define yourself in ways that you can fall back on. When everything falls apart, you can define yourself and say, this is who I am, and this is how I do things. Right. You fall to the level of your training. Well, who are the Cowboys training to be, and who exactly is CeeDee Lamb to the Cowboys? He's their star wide receiver that Jerry Jones has been putting money aside for. But, you know, for whatever reason this season... Um, they're having trouble get well, I mean, you got two, you got three blowouts and then you got two games where it just wasn't there. Just wasn't there. Even in the game where he caught a touchdown against the Patriots, it was still only four catches and only another four catches this time. Um, CD's a tad bit frustrated as he should be. How much of it should you get to the point where you're like, dude, get open. 
I, I, well, this Rob, he plays receiver. He's always open. So he thinks. Well, see, this is the thing. Okay, so there's there's three cuts we got to go here, Edwin. Mm-hmm. There's two where it's CD frustrates, but then there's also the one where, where Mike McCarthy talks about his are his receivers getting separation. And... I mean that's open is in the eye of the beholder, right? If, if number four does number four feel like they're open? There you go. And does and we know number four doesn't throw people open, so you got to be open for four. He's not, and there's that's not a knock. I'm not taking shots. I'm just saying there's quarterbacks that have the ability to throw people open, and then there's quarterbacks that need you to be open. Dak needs you to be open. Nothing wrong with that. He's still a you know really good NFL quarterback, but he's not throwing anyone open. So given where you're at. As you try to define yourself, this is the head coach. Let's play five first. CD, you know, I, I, trust me, no one wants him to touch the ball more than I do. So, I mean, CD's an impact player, has been for us. So, um, I, I think um, all those things are, are very fair questions, and and we're having the same conversations. But at the end of the day, too, we gotta, you know, we gotta kind of remain some remain some balance in our offense because that's that's when we're at our best. Uh, but. Definitely, CD is a he's a premier player. Uh, and that's how I view him, and and that's our responsibility to make sure he has opportunities to make impact plays. And you get into the conscience of CD, Rob. Well, who do you feel like CD is frustrated with? Himself, Dak, or McCarthy? Is McCarthy not scheming him open? Is Dak missing him, or is he upset? Was he frustrated with himself for not getting more separation? Because this is two games now. Because the Cardinal game, he was ticked off. And then this past game, he was ticked off as well. So who is he? Is he mad at McCarthy? Or is uh, he mad at Dak? Or frustrated? Not I, mad, frustrated. I think frustrated is a better term. Yeah, but frustration very quickly turns to anger. I, I, this is my black helicopter aluminum foil wrapped around my head. Take. All right, all right so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And every bit of sound I heard when you hear McCarthy again talked about the turnovers, the he, he said it again. I. I, well, I'm getting the sense. No, I'm getting the sense that McCarthy's tired of Dak. I'm getting the sense that, dude, I did all of well, this. Well, okay, well, what did you hear in there that said that? The, you can't. He brought turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Oh, got you. Now uh, there, there's a lot of this goes to play calling, but we have to understand this, and I'm this relationship between play calling and play success and your quarterback. I don't understand some of the play call. 150 yards passing. I, I don't get that from Mike McCarthy, the guy who's you said it before. This is an offensive pass co- kind of coach. I don't right. get other than I don't trust my quarterback. I don't trust him. He doesn't get it where it's supposed to be. I've got a superstar wide receiver that I'm I'm having to have conversations with him after the game. Like, dude, I get it, but I ain't throwing the ball. Yeah. Let's hear it, from Mike. He has. He said he had to have a sit down with CD. Absolutely, no, absolutely. Had had a great visit with CD today. Great and, visit. Um, I'll just say it, if if he if he's not pissed off that he's getting the ball, then I'm I'm pissed off at him for not being pissed off. I mean, he's an impact player. I mean, he's you know he should feel that way. But you know, I just think like anything in life, um, you know, how you handle things and how you you move forward. Um, Sounds is, like Rob. Is, you know, and how you affect others. You know, there's so many things that good things that can come out of that but yeah i mean yeah i'm fully aware of it um you know and and it was frustrating you know it was it was frustrating not are you not hearing this you know you know on offense and you know and i felt mad at his quarterback you know i felt frustration also as a play caller 
I don't know, Rob. I think he's mad at his quarterback. I don't, I, I don't know if he's fr- I don't know if he's frustrated with his quarterback, Rob, as much as he's just like, look, this is who we this is what we are. Like he, I'm not going to allow him to do anymore. I don't think I don't think he's frustrated with I don't know. Maybe you're right, but I didn't hear I don't hear the frustration with Dak as much as I hear him saying like, look, yeah, we got to take care of the ball. And yeah, we're going to hang our hat on defense, but I don't think at the, he's gotten to the point where he's frustrated with that. Whenever you hear a coach dealing with a player or any guy in management who's dealing with a very upset subordinate, very upset situation is untenable. And you walk out and say, yeah, that was a good meeting. <laughs> that means there was some uh, airing of grievances. That was a, a uh, an energetic meeting. We okay. were both active and outspoken. That means one dude was screaming, and then the other dude screamed back. And I get the sense that McCarthy is sick of this crap. Sick of it. Dak, you, how many times do you not live up to the moment? How many times do I have to deal with this? The excuses. But what if it's the play calling, Rob? Why would you? What if Mike doesn't realize Mike it's his fault? Mike wasn't calling the plays last year and we dealt with this. Actually, they didn't. Not to the, Well, they were, they were 12 and 5 Jason last year. Garrett dealt with this. How many uh, times do we get past the common denominator is you, Dak? It's you, head coach, assistant coach, OC, offensive lineman, running back, wide receivers, over and over and over. It's you. It's not me. It's not them. It's you. The defense sucked Sunday, too, I Rob. I don't they did. care. You didn't complete a pass. I got problems with the defense. I'm okay, about to go I'm just talk saying, with let, them. Let's, just, let's make sure we spread this around. But you. You are the common denominator. If you did it before I got here, you did it with Kellen Moore, you did it without Kellen Moore, you did it with Zeke, you did it without Zeke, you did it with Amari Cooper, you did it without Amari Cooper, you did it with Gallup, you did it without Gallup, you do it. That's who you are. I I, I hope Jason Menace isn't awake. Uh, but let me ask you this, Rob. At what point does CD's competitiveness and just wants to win turn into toxicity. Yes. That's that's the scary part. Like, I don't get – I mean, I get his frustration, but we've seen receivers tear locker rooms apart with this type of behavior. Now, yeah. now CD, CD's mad, one, because he's not getting the ball now, but two, dude, I'm in I'm in the midst of a contract negotiation. And by the day, um, every every game, I drop a million. Mm-hmm. You know, I, pro- I probably started out at about 27 per – now I'm down about 24. <laughs> so, but his behavior could turn into a turn this place into a toxic environment, especially if we start doing what we're doing right now and pointing fingers. And then next thing you know, this media person telling him this, and this media person telling him that, and they're like, "Well, I didn't hear CD say that. Well, I didn't. I didn't hear Dak say that." And, and then you know, I've seen it a million times in this sport. So I get the competitive juices, but you got it's a fine line you got to walk. Clarence Hill Jr. of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram will be here in just a couple of minutes as he's been inside that locker room. Nobody has better perspective on Dak first and the oh, Cowboys well, second. We, he, he ain't going to blame Dak. No, he's he, not. He but, ain't going to blame but Dak. He has I'll tell you that right now. And yeah, he does. I, I appreciate where he's coming from, and I know that you guys too, and he's here just in a couple minutes. But coming back, let's talk Spurs. There was the future. If you wanted to go back to the yeah, future or forward to the past, I don't know how you look at it, but Wimby Chet went off last night. 
And uh, impressive on both accounts, though, one-on-one, mano-a-mano, not much of that. Spurs play in Oklahoma City. The Wimby era begins. We're looking back on a shining, shining example of success. We're looking back at Silver and Black next. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagle here. Coming up later on The Blitz. Boy, we're still trying to dissect and figure out how the Cowboys just got beat in San Francisco on Sunday. We'll talk to Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk at 515, plus some Texans talk with Indy Kalu. That's coming up at 3.30. Hey, Rudy, I dropped my coffee today. It's tax fault. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew it, and that's why yesterday I was trying to warn you, hey, man, there's, a, there's enough blame to go around. Dak wasn't good Sunday night. That is a fact. But neither was Micah. Neither was Mike McCarthy. And that's the other part of this, as we look at the many problems that were suddenly exposed. I mean, my gosh, (laughs) what a difference a week makes. Um, Yeah, we got to get to Micah on edge. Let's talk about this. We got to get to him on talking about, he. you know, he has some things to say on edge about about Kittle that I didn't care for. Well, by the by, what your head coach says, uh, Micah Parsons, this team is all built around defense, and the defense is built around you. Preach, Rob. So, Preach. This Preach. is on his uh, podcast from the closet. Yeah, he, well, talking about keeping receipts. Talking about yeah, we're going to remember what y'all are saying. George uh, Kittle had three touchdowns on us, and he posted this thing to IG. Um, and I always have this expression. And we're going to look at this, you know, he said F Dallas. Yeah. Um, you know, I just feel like he's making it more, way more personal than it had to be. And, you know, Kittle's my guy. But I'm going to say this. Laugh now. Cry later. Um, we got something for that. Just, uh-huh. just trust. Just trust. If we see them again, just trust. Laugh now. Cry later. And we're going to put it just like that. I ain't going to put too much on it. Um, you're going to make it personal. We can make it personal. Uh, that's cool. And, you know. It is just what it is. Man, look, you can't say that after what just happened. Oh, no, you can't. You, it it should have been personal. They beat you twice in the playoffs, once at the crib. Like, it should have already been personal. Like, and then just trust. We got some. No, Micah, they beat you three times in a row, and you were on all three of those teams. Like, no, 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 no. You don't get to say that after what just happened. Do you think there was a sense that the Cowboys didn't think San Francisco was going to be as pissed off as they were? I, no, you know what I think? I don't think they were ready for that type of the execution. The F Dallas kind of stuff from Kittle or just the, the precision that San Francisco Yeah, and that's that it. Much like better. San Francisco like, oh already God. took it personal. Well, why didn't the Cowboys? Was it the. I, no, I think they did. It's you just you guys got punched okay. in the mouth and then you just, you know, your eyes are watering after that first Brock Purdy drive and the defense never got their footing after that. Well, when you hear your best player on defense. Wow. Like, oh, they well, took that. And they made it personal. Well, why trust. wasn't it personal yeah. to you? Yeah, just trust. We got something. I don't. You don't no. get to say that right now. No, and I. You got to beat them first. Maybe yeah. that's just an experience from being in this kind of situation where you just got your ass kicked and you're not allowed to talk smack like this. No, you're not now. You can't. Like, oh, yo, you make it more. Oh, oh. Yeah, you making it more personal than that, man. Stop. I got I'm a chihuahua that does the same thing. Yeah. What do you think of Micah trading jerseys with McCaffrey after the game? I have no problem. Not me either. It's normal. That, that no go. biggie. I'm when, fine with that. When the, when, yeah, I'm fine with that when one. When the bell rings. It's a new day. Yeah, that game's over. These guys gonna, are different. Yeah. I just have to accept that. They're different. And the game was over. Right. Yeah, so even if you hated each other and got into a fight, you better hug it out anyway. Y'all are on. Yeah. 
I didn't even know that was a thing. So yeah, me. That, that, so they had traded. No biggie. I'd like to have a McCaffrey jersey too. I would like to have a Micah jersey. Could, so I, I I'd make that deal. So it's Tuesday. Amen. Players are home. Uh, tough news at linebacker. With Lake Layton in the neck. You know, and while the Cowboys are going to miss him, every time you see a neck injury with Leighton Vanderesh, you think career. I mean, this is this is serious stuff. And three years ago, we thought he was done. Yeah. So it's been a rather remarkable couple of years. But he's on IR, going to be out for what at least six weeks. Is it? Well, I don't know what the four matter. to six. Four to six. Uh, that's tough news. Yeah, so especially because, and that's what we got to ask Clarence about here coming up. The depth at linebacker, you know, we talked about the depth at offensive line all off season, but now it's starting to rear its ugly head that you know the depth at the linebacker may not be where it where it needs to be as well. And are you gonna move Micah back back there? No, better not. Can't have that. Okay, uh, I'm just trying to find fixes. I mean, you still have Sam Williams who can you know fill in Micah's spot if you got to move Micah back to linebacker. They say he's a Swiss Army knife. You're gonna pay him forty million. We need him on the edge. I mean, <laughs> there's no. Do question. you? What did he do on the edge this week? I I agree. I agree. And when he doesn't, that's what happens to you. But I I will say this. As far as Dan Quinn, these are the guys you wanted. And you wanted a whole bunch of 6'3 safety dudes. So you got a bunch of those guys. You're going to have to fill in. You're going to have to plug some holes with those because that's exactly the kind of defense you chased. He likes fast guys. And they cut a couple of linebackers that... He prefers fast over the big burly guy that could take on blocks. And as we get ready for an offensive onslaught, it's going to be a track meet against the Chargers. A track meet. Did you see how open Debo was? You think Kellen Moore ain't looking at those cornerbacks going, holy cow, unleash. Well, another thing we ain't talked about is maybe I see now why Gilmore was available for a fifth. I'm not saying he ain't good. A little slow. Yeah, he's he's still a good he's still a very very serviceable DB. But now I kind of can see why the Colts are like, yeah, yeah, fifth round, yeah, give us a fifth. You know, yeah, I, I think that Gilmore's uh, absolute individual success is relying on other successes. Right. He, he can't do it by himself. Where right. Trayvon, I think, was capable of. Hey, I got him. You right. know, where St- Stefan's got about two point two seconds or whatever the minimum is. Trayvon had more cover speed, more, more cover time, and I Absolutely. think it was that was an exposure. The the many ramifications of this are going to continue to play out as I, we're going to hear from Jerry today, and I cannot wait. To hear I, you what know what? Jerry, Jerry might still be a tad bit emotional. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he pushed it till tomorrow because so he don't. I think when Jerry avoided the media Sunday night, and if he pushes today's interview till tomorrow, it's because he doesn't want to say anything he'll regret. It's not because he's ducking. Jerry don't duck, but he's just like, look, I'm emotional right now. I don't want to come on here and bash my quarterback. I don't want to come on here and bash my coach. Let me finish calming down, and then I can talk to y'all. So I wouldn't be shocked if Jerry pushes his interview on the fan till tomorrow because I know I know that burned Jerry up. I know that Sunday night what that happened because Jerry said, look, we put everything into this. We made our offseason moves based on San Francisco, and that that happens? Oh, yeah. I, 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 want, I, want, I want a piece of everybody. But I'm going to keep it in-house. I ain't going to tell the world. So I'm going to skip my Sunday night interview Mm-mm-mm. with the media. Mm-mm. Yeah, Clarence Hill Jr. is next as we hear from the beat writer to the Cowboys. Been there for 20 years with the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Insight going to be ex- outstanding. Can't wait for that. Hold on. Clarence is next. You're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. 
It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. That's Rudy. I'm Rob. This is R&R, and it is Tuesday at 7.33. You know what that means. Clarence Hill Jr., the Fort Worth Star. Telegram stops by for us weekly. We need your insight, Clarence. Uh, how are you this morning? I'm well. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. I'm at... You know, I know you said pray for you last week. You had the OU Texas, and then you had, then you had to go to the Bay. It was, <laughs> how you feel? How you feel? You 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 good? I'm good. I'm, I'm well rested. How about that? I'm, I slept well. That, that that's the most important. That's I got all that matters. I got my nap out. Well, anybody that is inside the star probably hadn't slept well in a couple of days. Dak needs some sort of, uh, I don't know, protective gear from what he's going through. What's it like on the inside of the star? I mean, what are these guys like on the flight home? Is it just as sad as we feel as fans? You know, unfortunately, I don't fly with them. You know, we fly separately because, you know, we have to write. But, right. you know, it's, it's, it's demoralizing. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's the, the Cowboys just, you know, just being out there yesterday and, just talking to people, you know, they're demoralized, they're disillusioned. Uh, they did not see that coming. They, they, they're blindsided. They thought they had a really good week of practice. Uh, they really felt good about the things that they had worked on, the offense, everything. You know, they got undressed on both sides of the ball, you know, and, and, you know, obviously, you know, Dak is front and center as he should be because there's so much on the line. And because this thing don't work out, you got that contract hanging over your head. There's really nothing the Cowboys can do about it. Uh, and, you know, you know, with a $59 million cap hit next year, you're talking about an extension. You know, where do you go if this thing goes awry? So though all that's on the table. And defensively, again, you know, it, it's funny because Mike McCarthy was like, you know, the, the turnover, the game got away with the turnovers. Right. It was 28 to 10 before Dak started throwing his interceptions. Mm, interesting. The game was already gone, Coach. You know, the, the defense had already given up, you know, wide open touchdown well before Dak started his barrage of interceptions. This I, was not a situation where the turnovers made it a route. It was already a route. You know, I think for context reasons and when we're pointing fingers, you know, I think that's important to bring up. But I think we could point fingers all across the board. How did you feel yesterday, Clarence, with Mike telling y'all, don't mix the message? Even though I feel like we're a defensive team, don't mix the message. We want to we want to score as many points as possible. Like to me, it it came across weird. It came across um, backhanded complimentish, and it's like the second time he's done it this season. Well, you know, he just did it recently too. Well, Al Dak's not a manager, but your actions say differently. Right, right, right. And so that that that's where I was getting at because because he basically was saying, you know, they're trying to protect the defense, and this is you know this is a defense led football team. And there's no question, you know, this is supposed to be a team that is led by a defense. And, and, and you know, again, I've talked to you guys. I've talked a little in my face. The San Francisco floor formula is supposed to be the Cowboys formula. Have a great defense. Have a great running game. Make things easy for your quarterback. Third and short, you know, dominate and those things like that. Put your quarterback 
in good situations. You put your quarterback in good, favorable down in distant situations. You have him playing with a lead. You can win football games. That's right. why, you know, my point is that that's the formula. You know, this defense is supposed to be special, you know, and, and if, you're, if your defense is special like those defenses, you put yourself in situations where your quarterback can manage the game and win and do some things. Um, but this defense, I, I'm sorry, you, you look at you look at uh, what they did against Arizona and mm-hmm. what they did the other day, and they had no answers, you know, and that's a disappointment, you know. And and, and I've said this, I wrote a column the other day, it's not just Dak, it's not just Mike McCartney. This whole team is full of a bunch of, bunch of front runners. Oh. You know, when things are going well, when they get turnovers, they look, you know, great. When things are messy, when they haven't gotten the turnovers, you're getting two double-digit losses, and they are really non-compete. And then when it's time to make plays, they're going to don't get it done. They're classic front-runners right now. They're the Super Bowl frauds until a further notice. They've been Super Bowl frauds since 1995. And you've been and there for all of it. You've been there for every bit of it. I've seen this movie before. I've seen this movie before. And that's why I love your perspective, because you literally have seen this movie before. And when we look at the onslaught that is coming for Dak, at what point do you get backlash? At what point do you get snapback from either Dak or offense? Because nobody's defending this cat. Nobody. No, they're they're not, and, and, and you know it, it's it's you know no one's coming for Dak like people came and and came for for Zach Wilson last week, you mm-hmm. know, and, and try to protect him when 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 <laughs> some national media got out of pocket, you know. But that's what it is. That, that you know that comes with right. the territory. Certainly comes with being the Cowboys' quarterback and 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 the team being oversaturated and and everybody having an opinion on his game and and stuff like that. And and then, you know it's hard to feel sorry for a guy. Who's making forty million dollars a year? You know, it, 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 it's hard. But <laughs> you know, but what you do, you know, there there are things about you know what he's dealing with. It, hey, Dak didn't ask for this, but but it is it, it, it comes with the dinner, and, and and you you got to man up and take it. And and it's that you know again, Dak has Dak deserves his play Sunday night, deserves all the criticism in the world. There, there, there's no question about that. Uh, he he did not play well, and you know. You know, when I, I was asking Mike McCarthy, I said, why'd you take the ball? Why'd you go defense first, let them run the ball down your throat? Take, you know, when they won, like last week, when they were trying to make a point against the Patriots, they took the ball, you know. They took the ball against the Jets and, and scored an opening drive. Why don't you go set the tone with your offense? Because that's really what's in mm. question. You, you know, and, and they got in a hole defensively. They didn't stop them. And there was a hole from the beginning. But, hey, Dak and the Cowboys have to come out of this. Because I'm going to tell you right now, what you got coming up uh-huh. the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And what you and what you got coming down the pike in December, this could get ugly if they don't turn this around. And, and, and give them credit. They have a history of, I think Mike McCarthy is 9-1 and 10-1 and, 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 and after a loss since 2020. So they have a history of bouncing back. But this one is different because they put so much into this right. game. There was so much talk, you know, and there's so much. This is going to be our measuring stick, and we got revenge from last year. You know, so much talk, and what's so disappointing is Michael Parsons on his own radio show or, mm. or podcast yesterday 
Now he want to get mad at George Kittle. Yes. George Kittle had an F there. Well, yeah, we're going to get personal now. It wasn't personal before. Right. Talking about his personal now. You guys got beat 42 to 10. George Kittle, nobody covered him. Still nobody's covered him in the end zone. He's wide open. And now you upset? I mean, the, 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 there's no answer. It's like, it, it, as I wrote in the column, you know, in the old Texas Terry, y'all all had no cattle, okay? <laughs> y'all all had no cattle. I mean, you talk a game, y'all wrote a check, your butts couldn't, you know, couldn't cash. You know, you go out there and, 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 and do that after all the talk you had, uh, this measure stick game, and you get outclassed like Errol Spence against Bud Crawford. It was just a total embarrassment. Oh, he, called, he called the Cowboys yeah. Crawford. Clarence, man, who is CD frustrated with? Is it it's Mike McCarthy not being able to scheme him open, or is it he feel like Dak is missing him? You've gotten to know these guys a bit. Where does, his, where does CD Lamb's frustration lie most? It's frustrating a lot with the fact that he's not getting the ball and he's not producing. And this is a contract year for him. Let's be honest about it. He's, you know, he, it ain't about, you know, it's about the wins, but also about the money. Okay. You know, Absolutely. He, he hasn't got his extension and, you know, it's 30 million, you know, on the table annually. That's what the top receivers get. And he's trying to get as close to that as possible. And, and his numbers are not suggesting it much. And so who is that you know, on? Press it. Huh? Who is that on? Yeah. Is he getting I open? Mean, there, no, there was little separation mm. with the receivers yesterday. There's no question about that. But he's been he's been frustrated for a couple of weeks because the offenses get the ball out of your hands quick. The offenses get the ball to somebody, get the ball out of your hands quick. There's not a lot of, you know, go down the field and, and let the routes develop. You know, that, that that's that's what this Mike McCarthy offense is. So, you know, they're, they're trying to spread the ball around to different people. So, the numbers are not there right now, you know, and, and so I'm sure he's mad at Dak. I'm sure he's mad at the offense. You know, everybody's trying to talk to him, console him, and, you know, it has not looked good. And, and, and certainly he was upset in wins. It, it wasn't just yesterday. If you go back a couple of weeks, he, he Arizona, was, like he was with, mad. You know, yeah. he was Arizona, and even last week he wasn't, you know, just all, you know, peaches and cream, you know. So, you know, there there is something there. But, again, you know, when you get the ball, make a play. Let's go. Well, can we say to him, nobody else is getting the ball either. <laughs> I don't know why you're mad. Everybody right. else line up. They spread Everybody it around. could be mad, too. Tony Pollard's numbers are down. Dak's numbers are down. CD's numbers are down. Brandon, Brandon Cooks, who was brought here to be, you know, that guy's numbers are down. But let's be honest. You know, they, they can we revisit this? Should have never got rid of Mark Cooper. <laughs> you know what? Y'all won't let that go, Clarence. Y'all we, 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 we up there in Dallas. Y'all refuse to let that go. <laughs> We bring up arguments route, from three years ago, like my wife. He was a route runner. He was a route runner. and wasn't no cover to Mark Cooper. I okay. mean, you chose, you chose Michael Gallup and Mark Cooper. Come on, man. Stop it. <laughs> okay, well, let me ask you this. Do you feel like, and you, you know, you've come to Dak's defense quite a bit, but I would say when you're watching him, do you feel like because there's been so much made of trying to do this text coast and trying to get him to protect the ball, do you think in doing this they've snatched some of his instincts? Man, I, I don't know what's going on. There's, there's some, certainly some regression there. You know, they say he wasn't pressing, and and I wouldn't say that you know those intercepts were pressing, but I think they got know, him thinking, Clarence. Yeah, it, there's 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 some mechanics to it that there's too mm. much mechanics and not enough natural stuff. I, I I would say that, and you know they they lied to us. Oh, he got this office down. He's very comfortable. He's in control, but. There's a there's a there's a process of getting comfortable with the offense on the field in games and you know I think that's part of it but 
you know, goodness gracious, you know, that you you that that the first throw of the game was the high throw to schoolmaker who maybe yeah. could have gotten it if he if he jumped different, but it was a high throw. You know, you, you you're too amped up or whatever else and and it just went downhill from there, but there were no clean pockets, there was no running game. But again, you look at the look at the opposite side and and San Francisco was always in third and short. You know, they didn't mm-hmm. run for uh Breaking long runs, but they all had leaky runs. I mean, that's what Dyke Quinn talked about. You know, the three-yard runs turned to five-yard runs, the six-yard runs, and always in third and short. The Cowboys were never in a third and favorable. It was always backed up, and the offensive line certainly wasn't protected as well as they hoped, especially when you get all five offensive line back. Let's talk about the line real quick, Clarence. Let's talk about the the line, because we were excited about this, like you were just about to say. All of them together, finally we get to see it. Were they awful, or were they average, or were they just out-schemed? Tell me about what everybody's thinking about this fully together line. As we used to say back in the day, used to be don't make no honey, okay? They used to be good, okay? They used to be dumb, <laughs> okay? Agree. Are they still? <laughs> are they, I mean, they're named right now, but are they really dominant? Is, is this a really dominant offensive line? Is this a line the Eagles are playing with? Is this a line the, the 49ers are playing with? Are they moving people? Tyler Smith is having, and I think Zach Martin are playing at a high level. The rest of the guys, you know, have, have not. You know, and Tyler Beata's been in and out. He was hurt. He's he's not, certainly not Travis Frederick and not playing up to his past standards. And and, 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 and Tyler Smith is just getting back. So, uh, you know, hopefully the more they're on the field together, it'll get better. But it wasn't a good look on Sunday. Let's talk about linebacker depth with the with Leighton Vander Esch looking like he's going to the IR four to six weeks what is what are they talking about linebacker depth or they have somebody in waiting that they they feel comfortable with what what's going to happen at linebacker i mean the easy answer is they're going to you know bring up Malik Jefferson you know you know former Texas linebacker right. he, he's been i mean they they only have three linebackers on the roster well, actually they only had two okay and that's Clark and and uh it was Clark and Layton, you know and they had like six safeties and certainly Bell was doing some linebacker things and 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 Malik Jefferson on the practice squad and they brought him up the past couple of weeks on game day, but they will probably have to sign him, but they'll also probably have to add a veteran linebacker. I mean, they don't have any depth there. And 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 Leighton Vanderus was a play caller as well as you know your your middle linebacker and and and, and so Mike McCarthy or Dan Quinn talked about yesterday about possibly using Michael Parsons you know as off the ball again, but then you're taking away taking him away from what he does best. It know, is. And, and, and that, that's get after quarterback. So that's a problem. And you and, and again, even before Leighton Vanderbilt got hurt, let's look at the two defenses. As great as that defensive line was in San Francisco, and as great as you like, people like to talk about the Cowboys pass or defensive line. Right. Their linebackers are was such a difference maker. Fred Warner. People do not talk enough about how good Fred Warner is. He should be the defensive player of your conversation. He was he wrecked that game yesterday. Yeah, he did. And he 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 gets overshadowed by Bosa, but that dude is special. The other linebacker is special, and 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 it, Layton was good, but there was nothing special about Layton game. There's been nothing special about Clark's game. They they. The, the, the linebacker play is so much outclass in San Francisco compared to what it is in Dallas, and that that's part of you know this defense. Clarence Hill Jr. joining us here on San Antonio Sports Star. Check his stuff at the Fort Worth Star Telegram on regular. Uh, we haven't heard from Jerry yet. We expect to hear from him today. Have you been around him? What's his altitude? 
you know, Darius not talked. He didn't not talk after the game, so we didn't get to see him. He's supposed to talk this morning at eight thirty on the, uh, the the local Cowboys radio station down here, and and, and we'll hear from him. And you know, I've I've told the guys there, you know, y'all got to ask Darius about. I mean, because again, Mike McCarthy's job, Mike McCarthy's future, Dak's future, all this stuff is in play. All these stuff are things that that it, when this. Thing, if, if that thing goes awry, those are things there's going to have to, Jared's going to have to address. And he was one of the main people pointing to this game and talking about how this was a measuring stick game and, you know, everything they did in offseason, you know, this is going to validate what they've done and, and, and how far they need to go and all the other stuff. And to go down there and, and do 42 to 10, I know he's shocked, upset, and, and, and frustrated. And when, when Jerry gets mad, you know, you know, you get rid of people like Amari Cooper. <laughs> Why are you going there? Well, have you um? What do you think about Gilmore thus far? He's been okay. I I think that not having um, Trevon Diggs has exposed him a little bit. I think so you know, too. I don't think he's been. I, I don't think he's been special. And I I worried in camp whether he could run with guys. You know, certainly, you know he he has you know knowledge and 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 can cover, but. You know, he, he, he can't chase guys like he used to. And so he is not, you know, you know what you had with, with, with Diggs, you know, that shutdown guy, you, you don't have that anymore. You know, but I, I don't think, the re, you know, the receiving play was a difference. You know, it was, can y'all cover Kittle? I, how do you not know Kittle's going to be a big part of the offense? I mean, dude's running wide open. There, there's something about this defense where people take advantage of their eyes or their communication, and there was a lot of communication breakdown in the secondary. You go back to that Arizona game, there was a you know, communication breakdown on that, on that long pass that really you know, prevented the Cowboys from getting back in that game when they gave up that 69-yard pass. So there's something wrong with their eyes or communication in, in, on the back end that, that's causing problems. And, and Donovan Wilson, you know, he's everybody. He got the contract. Everybody talked about him coming back. He has not been good. Mm. That's an Aggie. That's, that's that's what they do. That's what they do, Clarence. Oh, wow! <laughs> you know what? Another thing. Mike is my guy. Coach McCarthy's my guy. He joins us every Friday, Clarence. But we knew right here in this us little San Antonio knew that San Francisco plays zone defense over seventy percent of the time. So to hear him yesterday say, "Well, we anticipated they were going to play a lot of man." And then they say that they like their week of preparation, but well, you like the week of preparation, but was it the right preparation? Well, according to them, they play more man than than than, than, okay. than they've done in the past. But according to to, to Schottenheimer office, according to we, we talked to them yesterday, and they play more man. Okay, but again, there's no sugarcoat. They got our coach. They got our class. This this was you know Kyle Shanahan in his offense. Compared to Mike McCarthy in his office, Kyle Shanahan in his defense compared to uh, Dan Quinn in his defense, they put a clown suit on the Cowboys coaching staff. You've seen this before. We've we've heard the music. We've watched the dance. Are they going to bounce back and going to beat beat the Chargers? Uh, again, they bounced back before, but going on the road uh, against a Chargers team that has Kellen Moore, who who's, who who knows his team, who's looking for a little revenge for for throwing him under the bus and making him a scapegoat of, of last year. It's going to be a tall order. You know, the NFL telling us they don't script this, but it certainly feels scripted to me. This is a perfect hey, well, storyline with Kellen Moore. We saw what the, the Jets did for Nathaniel Hackett this past week, so I could see a little – I mean, it wasn't to that extent, but I could see a little bit of that Monday night. Yes, sir. Oh, no doubt. It's, it, that, that's why we play the game. That's why on SCTV, that's why it's going to be fun. But but they, they cannot imagine losing that game, going to 3-3, three and three, going to this bye 
and then you have the Rams and in the, in, the Eagles coming up. And again, what you got in December with Miami and, and Seattle, and, and it's just it's it, it's going it can get ugly. They 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 need to right the ship. Three right and now. three, possibly going into the bye. We all know what happens on bye weeks. He is Clarence Hill Jr. of the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Always great stuff, great man. Stuff. Thanks for setting the alarm and getting up with us. We'll talk to you next week. I right, man, appreciate it. Appreciate you, Clarence. That's Clarence. Make sure you're following him on the Twitters and reading good. this stuff on Fort Worth Star Telegram. Let me tell you, when Clarence goes, this is bad. And the thing about it is with Clarence, like he'll write it and then go in there and tell you he wrote it. You know, like it's one thing for, you know, I, I can say what I want. I don't got to see the guys every week. Clarence got to go in there. He, he called them frauds. Yes. All hat, no cattle. I like that. Well, no, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Used to be don't make no honey. I, I, I'm putting that t- on a shirt. Yeah, because that's what, it, and that was him talking about the offensive line. Like, look, they used to be good, but a used to be don't make no honey. Man. Definitely the line of the day. It, we will continue with who's making the honey and where the, can they find it in the 8 o'clock. Also, big news with the Big 12. While the expansion on the football side of things looks to be done, basketball might be bringing in one more, maybe two, 17 teams in the Big 12. Seems to be an imminent possibility. You ready to see the Zags on the regular? Looks like they're coming. We'll look around the rest of the college football world as the few games that do stick out. And if you're going to bet the over in Oregon, Washington, you might want to bet over 100. Uh, we're going to talk college football on the other side. Don't go nowhere. This is what we do. This is R and R, and you're on San Antonio's Sports Star. It's O six hundred. What's the O stand for? Oh my God! It's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. Oh. left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. This is R&R in the morning, a Tuesday edition. We're glad you're with us today. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson, Easy e taking us all the way till 10 o'clock. Uh, we'll continue to undress the already naked Dallas Cowboys as we try to figure out who the heck they are as they define themselves after a beatdown of I don't know. It, it's feeling like on Tuesday, Rudy, that this is one of those forks in the road kind of beatings. We've all seen them. It's man. Look, the problem is the the schedule. You know, again, you got the Chargers this week. Who I, I have a feeling they win that game, but then you got the Rams, then you got Philly, then you get a you know you get a little bit of time to get your footing back. Then you come into December, so. I don't think I don't think it's as bad as we think it is, but I also not as optimistic as I was. That's where I'm at. I'm not. I don't think. Look, right now, because it's the Cowboys, the sky is falling. But it did worry me as a new member of the Cowboy Nation, the level of concern from Clarence, because again, he doesn't. You know, he don't. He's been doing this long enough to where he don't have to troll. He don't have to. You know, come up with a hot take. He don't have to, you know, try to start stuff to get clicks. Like he, he's embedded in that culture up there. So for him to be that concerned had me kind of scratching my head. Like he called them Good frauds. Point. Good point. He called them Super Bowl frauds, and he called them front runners, which is the ultimate. That's the ultimate 
disrespect. Like a front runner, like, oh, so basically y'all are only good when you know things are going perfectly well. When there's any sign of adversity, you guys fall under the pressure. Now, the pressure's intense. They got to go get a win. And McCarthy certainly has some questions to answer. I mean, you, your quarterback threw for 150 yards. Your first interception, as Clarence mentioned, you were already down by 20. Right. I mean, you know what? That's another you were great already point. Behind. So we've been killing Dak, but it was already 28 to 10 before he threw a pick. Yeah. Now, I could say he wasn't productive. Up until that point, right, Rob? We can say yes, that. Like, I okay, there was no, you weren't producing. That's why it was 28 to 10. But the narrative is, well, Dak had three turnovers. That's why we got blown out. No, you were already getting blown out. So what, there's questions to answer, and we're going to have him on Friday. Be there. I want to send some tacos early so he's in a better mood because there's some questions to answer, and we're going to get there. But first, let's talk some college news. Uh, let's talk about bad week. Mario Cristobal, if you hadn't seen the call, was uh, will go down in history. This is a <laughs> highlight that will live for 40 years. I mean, we're going to see what happened to Miami in the Georgia Tech game forever. You, uh, just uh, a, a touchdown pass with one second to go to win the game after you fumbled the ball. All you had to do is take a knee. Dude, uh, this is 2023. Like, you know, when Herm Edwards recovered that fumble for the Eagles, right? What was that, the 80s? Uh, 70s, Early the dude. 70s. And after that, everybody said, okay, you know, we don't want to ever, that to ever happen again. We're just going to kneel. What, where, what, what was Cristobal thinking? And like, I, seriously, what was he thinking? You know, they they were looking at his past. He's never been a kneel-down dude. He's always okay. going to run it out. So he he's always changed. been that. Okay, well, that's fair uh, then. If that's the case, if that's who you've always been. It was boneheaded. It was stupid. But get off the dude. Don't you talk about firing him for that? Dude, it was. Oh, they t- want to fire yeah, him? Yeah, people are all like, you ruined livelihoods. and th- Dude, oh, he no, made no, a no, dumb no, call. No, no, no. That's a bit much. He didn't fumble it. Yeah. Can we get back to the running back who also knew down distance and time? Yeah, that's a bit much. Can that we get one. back to the quarterback and the hand? I mean, there were some other issues, but let's get. And if Chris Stoball would have just come out, sometimes just be freaking honest and go, dude, <laughs> you think I would do that again? That was the biggest mistake of my life. Let me tell you right now, from now on, I will kneel down. It will never happen again. But And just laugh at it like, oh, my God. Right. Worst case scenario. But, you know, to... To handle it like that, I think he deserved a little bit of it. The Big 12 making more news as Brett Yormark, your resident three-wings circus. I get where Yormark's working. Yormark's like, look, we're not going to be a football conference anymore. So you know what? Let's be the best damn basketball conference the country's ever seen. So we thought after all the Pac-12ers arrived was enough to add to the quality of the Big 12, which is already great. Well, that talk with Gonzaga never really died. It appears that they are now chasing them and trying to get them in for the 24-25 season. That would be 17 teams in the Big 12 and become the toughest basketball conference known to mankind. I mean, there ain't nothing like this. There's never been anything like this. Yeah, especially because what Samson's done with Houston. Of course, you got Baylor and Kansas. But, yeah, you add the Zags to it. And the thing about it is I think it makes sense for the Zags because it prepares them for the tournament more. Mm -hmm. Because the problem with the Zags is they beat up on that terrible conference they're in. And then as soon as they see some dogs, they fold up. They fold up shop. And and then, you know, they're getting sent home early. But – I mean, I, I see your mark working like, look, let's just be the best what we can be at what we do. Like, we're not going to be the SEC or the Big Ten in football right now. Right. Now, somebody could come to the party a little bit later and, you know, we, Houston could kind of end up being a dominant conference, uh, team. Now that they're in the Big 12, they could start maybe keeping some of those five stars in Houston. But for now, let's just be the best damn basketball conference that we've seen since 
the old ACC days. And back then, I'm not taking away from the glorious ACC days, but no, even no, no, no. at its height, they might have had five teams. You know, even at their very best. I want you to consider a road trip that you might deal with in the Big 12 in the very near future. Where you're like, let's say you are Gonzaga and you're going to, you know, maximize your travel dollar by making a little road trip. You're going to take a two week, four game road trip. Mm-hmm. So you're going to come into Texas. You're going to play your first game at Tech. Right. And then you're going to travel to Austin and play Texas. And then you're going to go to Houston and, and play Houston and then pick another team on the way home. You want to stop by Kansas? You want to head into Iowa State? You want to head into OU? I mean, my gosh, the Big 12 has become and will become even more of a murderer's row, the likes of which. I mean, when we talk about the Power Five in football, in basketball, you get to feel it twice a week. You get to see it over and over and over, the murderer's row that the Big 12 has become. It will be. Absolutely. uh, And not to mention, Gonzaga is already a national brand. They're not a huge national brand. They're a national brand. You know, when you think of college basketball, we think, yes, they've done a good job of making themselves. And I think so. Yeah, when Mark Few's standing in the building, everybody knows he's there. No, no, no. Yeah, they're they're a national brand. And and they've recruited Texas pretty well. But when what that does for them is recruit a hotbed of, you know, through Texas and, and the Midwest and the South that really isn't a Gonzaga reach. Now, they've done Texas pretty well, but it opens up recruiting for them as well. It I, Again, your mark continues to impress. The yeah, guy just I sees I, he gets it. He understands what it is. He says, sees the landscape and he's doing what he can do best. But game day, Rob, Washington, Oregon, Home Depot's <laughs> pulling up. What's the over-under in this game? Well, the, the, the numbers are ridiculous, Rudy. This will be the first time since 2008 that we will have two teams in the top that are ranked top 10. That are oh, they're aver- both top 10. Yeah, okay. that, are, that are averaging the number of points that they're averaging. Over 50 points a game total. We're looking at an over-under that you would expect, if you just went by their previous record, could be at 100. Could you Have you ever seen a line at 100? No, I haven't. And even then... I might bet the over. No, you're not taking the over. This could be a six-hour game. You could go to bed at midnight and wake up at 5 a.m., and you'll still be in the fourth quarter. Yeah, the the Huskies average 570 yards a game, and the Ducks average 560 yards per game. The last time we saw a total points averaged game against each other, the likes of this was 2015, and that was a Baylor-Oklahoma State where it went to 98-point total. But when we talk about ranked teams that are 5-0, and we haven't seen anything like this since 2008. No, this is a big game. This has this is not only has you know college football playoff implications, this also has Heisman implications as well because Bo Nix and Penix are both playing out of their mind. Again, again, one team's averaging 570, the other's averaging 560. Now, most of 560 from Oregon came against Colorado. True. I think, but... 12, like almost 1,200 yard, 1200 yards a game? I, I know I'm That's kind insane. of a, I'm not the scouting guy. I Me love either. college football, but I really don't know other than, you know, the, the, the top-of-the-line individual players. But it just feels no, me to either. me, as we're, what, five games in, halfway through this season, that there are a lot of quarterbacks in, the, in, in college football this year. Lots of solid, potential Really good college quarterbacks, but potential pro quarterbacks. I, I count five, maybe six. Well, you got Penix, you got Drake, you got Caleb, uh, Bo, uh, quarterback from Notre Dame. Yeah, him, him, yeah, him as well. So, but when I look around the NFL, that's the question, Rob. Is which teams actually 
need a quarterback. I think that list grew by two last night. Got new. I, <laughs> okay, well, sorry, wait, Jordan. Wait. I don't want to. Got blow New you England. Absolutely, without question, New England. The Titans, I even think, though they, they, they drafted two in the last two years, right? And I think they will continue to do so till they find one. The and Raiders. That's three. The Broncos. I think four. The Commanders? Uh, no, they, no, you think I they think like I think for I think they're good okay. with him. Giants? Uh, yeah, I think the Maybe. Giants. Uh, that's five. Green um, Bay? I wouldn't go that quick yet. Not Green Bay. Okay, Chicago. Without yes, hesitation. That's six. That's six. Minnesota. That's uh, seven. Tampa, they like. I like uh, what Baker's doing. Still going to draft a quarterback. He's a bridge. Okay, the Saints. No, they got Derek Carr. They just no, they spent too okay. much money. I, I count five. The NFL Rams and Cardinals, maybe. I, I think the Cardinals. are So certainly, I'm thinking about at least seven teams that have seven to eight teams that may have to look at drafting a QB. You know how valuable those be, Bears picks are going to be. Do you oh have yeah. Any idea oh hell yeah. No value that the Bears are going to be able to pull with. Now they did think. of Think about what they've already done. Uh, I, I think that there's a lot to be had in oh. that. It's not still 1-2, but no, I no. figure it will be. It's going to be, at worst, 2-3. At very worst, the Bears are going to have the picks number 2 and number 3. And if Carolina stays on this path, what are they right now, 0-5? Yeah, a- it may get the 1 from Carolina. That It looks like the de- there's going to be two teams that that shake out that are going to be desperate. And then there's going to be the other teams that are going to hang around again. You know, I'm, I'm, I'll take whoever's teams. left at 14, 15, 16, 25. Yeah, then, but then with your Chicago, then you say, hey, well, give us Dak and your number one for the next two years, and you can have Caleb Williams. Well, we're going to have a battle of two potential number one overalls coming up this weekend, <laughs> USC-Notre Dame. Two good quarterbacks going at it. A worth, a worthy two look. NFL quarterbacks? Yeah, I, I think both, certainly. And as the Bears go – you figure Caleb will probably want to be a bear? You hope? Uh, you hope? From what I'm watching from the Bears, if I'm if I'm Mr. Williams, I don't know. And by the way, you are coming off a win. You, bear fan is coming off a win. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys certainly are not, and the anger and dissension is appearing to begin, starting with the wide receiver, and it is always the way. The Divas speak. Uh, Mike McCarthy talks about his wide receiver, the identity of their football team, and the conversation uh, the coach had with his wide receiver that was uh, termed as a great meeting. Absolutely. Cowboy talk coming. Hang around. Uh, it's R&R. You're on 94.1. San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from the Blitz coming up today starting at 2 o'clock. Yeah, we're still trying to rehash what happened to the Cowboys on Sunday night in San Francisco and how do they turn things around. Texans talk with Indy Kalu at 3.30 plus UTSA football tickets to give away. Rob, it's Tuesday. You're pissed off level at Jimbo Fisher right about now. Um, about normal for us battered Aggies. I saw a meme of a Aggie in his Aggie gear, beat up, black eye, cast, getting pushed, and by the 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 woman pushing him uh, was Hope, <laughs> and uh, that uh, that hope reigns true. Uh, the Spurs hope to greatly improve off of the last several years' fortune. In fact, I think they're hoping to copy the Oklahoma City model. Just keep adding talent and just slowly and steadily improve. And Oklahoma City is now a fully functioning playoff basketball team. Yeah, they're a real deal. Uh, they got uh, just about everything. Spurs start the preseason up in OKC, and we got the debut of Victor Wimbayama. And 20 points in 19 minutes did not disappoint.
No, it didn't. And again, we got to see the handle. We got to see the jumper. We got to see him go down low. We got a block shot. You know, rebound. All in 19 minutes. I all mean, is just in ni- a, a quick 19 minutes. Like, yo, let me give y'all this work real quick and get out the way. And that, and that's exactly pretty much, I mean, if you're talking about preseason, you're talking about a debut, that's about as good as it could be. I know Pop said, hey, I had to get on him for a couple of things defensively. And for a young guy, that's where you're probably going to have the most trouble and the most adjustment or the biggest learning curve is going to be on defense, especially in Pop's defense. Let's so, hear him talk about uh, Wimby on his defense. Let's do it. Numero three. On here. Oh, sure. I mean, there, there are things that, uh, I mean, we corrected him on some things tonight, uh, mostly at the defensive end. Uh, but that's expected for all new players. That's probably going to be the weak point of most players uh, coming into the league. And especially Pop's defense, which is notoriously dif- difficult to not learn, but to play in, you know, just to know where you're supposed to be without thinking about where you're supposed to be. I, I will say this with Wimby, though. His immediate effect, his first effect on the game, uh, first is when you just see him, you can't believe how big he is and how he moves. But defensively, I think that's a thing that there's going to be a scheme that Pop is going to preach that he's going to have to learn to flourish in. But the number of shots that he'll be able to alter, I think, is going to be just utterly ridiculous. They're going to have to come up with a new stat line for this. Now, where, does, where do you feel like Pop is going to play him? This is another thing to talk about. Is it going to be predominantly elbow extended is it going to be out up top is it going to be down low i don't think i don't know man uh i did find it interesting that they didn't that chet was a five last night and wimby was looked was listed as a four well, you know that's how you want to define it i guess we have to but it doesn't matter but they didn't guard each other if you want to take look, anything here, away now, well from wimby that. and one chet now that was the one time chet came out there wimby gave him that bit gave him the business a little bit went, of chin action yeah a little bit of chin action and boom and one and then flexed on him and then chet didn't go back out there he didn't want no more of that smoke uh chet looked good i don't want to take he away did. from anything that he did he's uh, a problem he is a, he's far more polished than the when we last saw him in that gonzaga uniform and that's really the question how do you define wimby and where is he gonna play and i know it's an esoteric question i know it, it really doesn't matter once the game gets going but we care what's a uh, pop care about i don't know we'll <laughs> see we'll see you know uh you know we're still trying to figure out whether he should be on the perimeter, around the post, and in what situations, and uh, where we can take most advantage of his abilities. Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure he's even sure, uh, but there'll be a little bit of both for sure. Uh, just don't know what the percentages will be, or uh, it could be based, uh, like you say, on who's guarding him, what's going on on the court. Uh, but he's a smart guy, so he'll. He'll figure it out even if if I don't. <laughs> Greg Popovich post game after I, I wouldn't expect him. To me, then that he answered it without answering it. It's gonna be both. Yeah. It, it's gonna be perimeter and it's gonna be down low. That, well, down low is a stretch. Elbow extended, free throw line, like you kinda were Joker and Dirk operated. It, don't get don't get lost in the idea that he wants to be a guard and and he does, but yeah, he's got a comfort loss. level. That's what he wants to be. But there is a comfort level with him, uh, with his not necessarily back to the basket, but being the pivot point to the offense. There is a back down facet to his game. You can't be seven three without being posted up at some point in your life. He he has done it. Um, 
Is that his future? Well, I mean, posting up is how you define it. But I'm talking about back to the basket. Back to the basket. Uh, Cuts coming around him. He's a willing passer. I'd have used him that way. I mean, he hit him. He hit someone on the back door last night. They blew. They they you know they smoked the layup. But guards pass. Centers pass and play the the distribution game different from guards. It's a different thing, and I think his. His guard mentality when you're facing the basket and you're watching the cutters versus guys that are rubbing off you, it's a different thing. And I think he's comfortable both ways. And the threat that he brings with the dribble penetration from about 15 feet out, which is really one dribble and a step. I mean, he can get to the rim so fast that we do. I think the way you define post-up is different because he can post up further out because one step and he's at the rim. Uh, you got to remember last night he goes into a spin move on one side of the paint and scoops it for a left-hand layup on the other side of the paint. It was, you see what I'm saying? Like you, that, it was at you that moment right. that I envy, and obviously uh, envy, but for Popovich and everybody else to watch this guy play every day, I can't imagine some of the things he does in practice. I can't imagine watching him do some things that nobody in the world has ever done. You're like, did you just see what Wimby did? And that reverse layup. Off the glass at from the seven other side three. Of the, from the other side of the paint, from don't, the other block. Don't question his strength because I, 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 to I, keep the ball up like that requires strength when you're dealing with a four-foot-long arm. strength a little bit, Well, Rob. I'm just Come saying, on. no, There's. I'm talking about just his shoulder-to-arm strength, the way oh. to, to cup like that, that takes a, a – we're talking about a four-foot-long arm that he had to manipulate the ball. That takes some strength up in the air. Scoop. Don't, don't discount the his – his conditioning or his strength. Now he's a he's seven three. His center of gravity is awfully high. He's not going to be able to establish it and push out some of the bigger posts that like the Walker Kessler's. No, he ain't going to body him out of the paint. No. Never will. But he ain't going to try. No. But no. what we saw was everything yeah, saw we had hoped for. Everything. Everything. The, With the capital E. Are you sure? Everything. Everything. Every. Every. Everything. Look at the stat line. Look at this in 19 no, he minutes. He didn't have no assists. No assists. So I will give him I'm that. A, I'm a t- yeah, yeah. You just brought up a smoked layup, and yeah. there were a couple of dribble jump shots that maybe he'd have gotten credit for in San Antonio that he didn't get credit for in Oklahoma City. Whoa. YouTube chiming in. Wimby looks like Ralph Sampson, Gervin, and Bernard King. Whoa. I, hey, like the, I like the association with all three. Now, Ralph Sampson, if not for injuries, was supposed to be Wimby. Uh, yeah, he would have. Um not, maybe not with that handle in the three the ball. The problem was Ralph at 7'4 never got the skill development that Wimby has had since nine. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they, maybe eventually he'd have gotten there, but you're right, but for injuries. But the same skills apply. And we got to see the potential, the future, with the Wimby-Chet matchup. Pop talked about the two seven-footers going, well, at least on the court at the same time. I thought they went at each other a couple of times, you know, uh, and it was, it was interesting. It shows their, their character, their competitiveness, uh, and they did it with, within reason. You know, neither one was shooting a horrible shot to try to do the other one in or anything. It was basic basketball that the basketball gods would agree with. Uh, they're they're going to be a lot of fun for everybody to watch over their careers. I'm, I, you know, every now and then Pop will shock me. I'm shocked that he even entertained that question because I, I, when I – you know, reading the transcript, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to get a hell. I don't know. We're trying to win. You know, we're trying to get better. We don't really focus here. If you've followed me for 20 years, 
we don't really focus on one-on-one matchups, but you guys have fun with it. You know, that's how I expected that answer to be for him to be like, hey, you know what? I That tells me, one, he enjoyed it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And two, you know, this is the lighter side of pop. I remember when uh, the Spurs drafted Manu. Okay. And certainly, we didn't know who this guy was. We had no. some Zabruder film. Right. But I remember after about the first couple of weeks he was here, you started hearing a couple of rumors. And yes. then the first couple of weeks of training camp, guys were walking out of practice going, they were just amazed at what they had just watched this guy do. And, and at that time, that was surly Pop, so it was driving yes. him crazy. So, it, yeah, just – but I do get the sense that Pop, when he saw Manu, thought, oh, crap, I have got to do some serious diamond cutting. You know, this is going to take some work. Where now he looks at this rough diamond in Wimby and goes, holy crap, I can't imagine what this guy's going to do. I'm going right. to let him show me. Because I think it took Pop a couple of years to really let Manu be Manu. You no, know, this is who I am. And the coaches had to tell him, Manu had to tell him, and then he said, you know what, fine. A lot of talk about not defining and not putting people in boxes. And when you're doing that, I think Pop goes into practice just waiting to see. I can't imagine. Remember Doug Collins when he was the coach of the Bulls? Can you imagine the third practice with Michael Jordan there? The third practice. You know, you after the first two, you're like, everybody's getting to know each other. And the third practice, you're seeing stuff you've never seen before. I, I remember go, the most butthole, rude, obnoxious, Thinks he's God, Bobby Knight, say Michael Jordan is the best basketball player that I've ever seen. And this was when they were doing the Olympics. He's like, I've never seen. He's like, you know, it's like pretty much. Larry Bird said, I thought it was God in the Bulls uniform. Bobby Knight tells you it's the best basketball player he's ever seen. Yeah, that's that's a different type of uh, praise, especially from a guy like Bobby Knight. You get the sense that Pop's getting there and go, you know, I, I saw David. I saw, saw Tim. Tim. I saw Manu. I've seen Tony. I've coached against the best to ever walk on the court. And now I got another one, and he's doing things that even I have never seen before. Nah, yeah. Between the legs, between the legs, blow by, and one from the from the three line is stupid. Well, the admiration goes both ways. Wimby talked about uh, Pop and how far, how things have gone so far. Um, you know, it's, I think he's, I think he knows, you know, what, what I've noticed is I'm here is, I feel like the, the the role of a coach, a big part is to to know when to give the freedom to the players. This mm. is what I see. There it is again. For example, I mean, during the timeouts, I know it's only preseason, but like we got great, great creators and great players in, on that team. And I see, I see Pop. He, he only tells them the, like the right amount of of advice and, and stuff, and he lets them create, be be creative. And I think it's a yeah, I think it's a big part of the. The coach of the job in the NBA, from what I've seen. Can you imagine Manu saying those things back in, what was that, 03? Somewhere around you there. Or know, 01? Yeah. Manu going, you know, uh, freedom. You know, and Pop's just sitting and letting me back just be me. Yeah, see, the thing is, <laughs> Manu just came in when it was Tim's world, though. So I understood. Like, dude, we're running four down, and you out here dribbling between your legs and throwing behind your back, when all we got to do is dump the ball down to Tim. You're making the game harder. Uh, around the rest of the league, I saw LeBron step on the court there in Las Vegas for uh, a brief showing. I guess he had to you yeah, know, he appease a bit. the Vegas month. He played a little bit. I saw a little Ben Simmons. I saw Anthony Davis come up wincing. So all is right in the NBA world. Ben's on the court. Ben Simmons is back. He's going to be most improved player. That's no, not – Actually, that's not an outrageous statement. Yeah, dude, he's going he's gonna to catch the yips by week two. By week two, he'll have the yips again. You don't just get rid of that. 
No. That don't wash off with soap and water. No, it does not. It does not. The uh the matchup last night, I did I do think that we saw what a year of weightlifting uh of a prep did for, for Chet Holmgren. Um it's gonna be difficult for him not to be rookie of the year. Which is a dumb rule. He's not a rookie, but whatever. It's a dumb Whoa. rule, but so, he's got a he got a head start. He's twenty one. I'm gonna be mad if Wimby gets beat out by a second year guy. See that one? That's uh, gonna make me mad. And and he, at least we will have that little asterisk where we can complain if Scoot beat him straight out. They're, they're the same That's age. Different. I mean, you just got beat out by a you know guy the same age who just was further along than you are. Right. Uh, we'll continue talking about the debut of Wimby as the day continues. But man. Oh, man, do we owe you some more Cowboy talk as they try to figure out where they're going. Uh, Clarence Hill uh, joined us just a few minutes ago, and we're going to talk about what he had to say. And when you hear from Clarence, and he is not defensive of his uh, of the Cowboy quarterback and the goings-on, which uh, there's some uh, there's some dark clouds over the star today. Right. We're going to try to figure out when they're going to break and how they're going to break next. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Mike McCarthy Show. Every Friday morning at 6.45 and 9 with R&R in the morning. Do you like a certain amount of chaos? Conflict is good. Yeah. Yes, I guess I do. You know, I like healthy chaos. I don't like the BS. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game. Presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. I've got some UTSA tickets that I'm willing really? to part with. Yes, I got some tickets to give away as UTSA brings the AAC home. They begin uh, their AAC campaign uh, at home this Saturday night, and I and I highlight Saturday at seven. Seven, baby. That means Whoa. hey, tailgate. Get there about 10 in the morning and just drink all the way up till 6.30. Like, just go crazy. Pour yourself into the I dome. Sh- I shouldn't be telling people I know. that. <laughs> no, it's, Uber. We didn't say what to drink. Yeah, just Uber. Cokes. Yeah, Cokes, Sprites. Uh, I got some Red of the, uh, the pure cane sugar Dr. Pepper yesterday. You've been telling me about this. Dude, I cannot. I'm a... I am an addict. I hope Dr. Torres ain't. It's not, is it, is it's it zero? pure cane sugar. No, it's pure, oh. but it's better than, uh, it's better than that. The high fructose yeah. corn sugar gotcha. or corn syrup. See? So pure, you, I'm doing my best here. You're doing your best. But, uh, that is delicious. Uh, I'm going to give away some tickets to go see the frightened, fighting Trent Dilfers, uh, with UAB come in and take on our, our Roadrunners on Saturday. Um, if you don't win them from us, you can get your tickets at UTSA football tickets, uh, dot com. Uh, so at the end of the segment, as we head into break, just uh, about uh, 9 o'clock, we are going to give those away. Let's do that. Uh, there is a lot of clouds over the star today. And the only cure, of course, is the W. Win a game and things will lessen. And the Cowboys, to their credit, haven't lost back-to-backs in a long time. Since November of 2021. But this is a line in the sand kind of a week. Can you imagine what the Cowboys would be looking at if they go into L.A. and they lose to the Chargers? Now there's the Kellen Moore plot twist that will go into play, especially the, the, the Nathaniel Hackett, the the, the uh, revenge uh, whole narrative. But then they go into a bye at three and three. Hmm. It, it, it's it's not we're obviously they're three games away from worst case scenario but it's pretty damn close for a luxo liner that looked like it was going to sail easily into february yeah, there are oh, holes yeah. in this boat look 
San Francisco is different than anybody else on their schedule. So, again, if you run into San Francisco in the playoffs and that the week leading up to that and you feel deflated, I get it. But there's no reason to feel deflated going into the Rams, the Eagles, the Chargers, Seattle, Detroit. Like, you're right there with those teams, if not better. Like, look, San Francisco has made, you know, Cowboy Nation feel really down about themselves because, again, as Clarence said, as you said, as McCarthy said, they put so much into it. It feels like the season ended. But, no, there's still 12 more games, and you don't play San Francisco again until the playoffs if you have to run into them. We don't know how the season's going to play out. So, I get the doom and gloom, but I don't get it. Like it's there's the no way reason to they be lost. Though. There's no reason to be scared of playing the Chargers. If they'd have gone down to like Texas, you go, oh man, you know, football gods. Oh, just, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But there wasn't one thing we saw that you hang your hat on. There, what I mean, there wasn't one thing. They had one deep pass to a guy that's now hurt, Kevontae Turpin. Mm. They didn't run the ball well. Had a fumble. Defense was uh, a sieve. And, okay, no. They did stop the run. They they focused on it so much, Kittle was running naked. So, yeah, at the expense of a tight end who had a funny T-shirt that we've come to find out. It's time for the leaders to step forward. That's what when you get to this kind of situation, when you're when you're really questioning who you are, and that's really the question: Who are the Cowboys? It's time for their leaders to tell us, and you don't tell us by saying we're keeping receipts. <laughs> what, what, what's wrong with keeping receipts? Dion keeps them. When Dion keeps them, we love them. Mm-hmm. See so, how you got kicked too. Let's see, Micah. Let's Micah see. coming from his closet yesterday. George Kittle had three touchdowns on us, and he posted this thing to IG. Um, and I always have this expression, and we're going to look at this. You know, he said, F Dallas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I just feel like he's making it more, way more personal than it had to be. And, you know, Kittle's my guy. But I'm going to say this. Laugh now. Cry later. Um, we got something for that. Just, just trust. What? Just trust. If what? we see them again, just trust. Laugh now. Cry later. And we're going to put it just like that. I ain't going to put too much on it. Um, Good. You're going to make it personal. We can make it personal. Uh, that's cool. And, you know, it is, is what it is. Why wasn't it personal to you already? This is a team that puts you out of the playoffs twice. Two times. Why? why it, it feels like to me, because we heard from McCarthy and we heard from Dak, and now we're hearing from Micah, like, y'all will make it personal? What did you think was going to happen on Sunday? Did you think this is some kind of gentleman's square off that we're on no, no punches to the face or below the waist? We will use the traditional bare-knuckle rules, and we will not deviate from that. So did you not think that they were doing everything they can to whoop your ass? Did you not yeah, think um, that? They played... They played harder. They played with more intensity. They played with better precision. Now, another one that I want to hear from Micah, when he talked about how how much went wrong as far as the penalties and things like that. You have that one? Let's hear this, and then I'm going to tell you why this is also stupid. <laughs> I don't think the 49ers are at a way higher level than us. What? Um, and I said we need to reconsider and fix some things. And when I say that is – if you look at the game and we talk about the Cowboys and who we want to be and how great we want to be, uh, it, it just wasn't there all around in all phases of the game. And it was like, I feel like almost we weren't put in position Ooh. to succeed in some instances. Oh, that's coaching. Man. And like, 
I just feel like stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. Wait, what? Is he? He is he upset about not being on the line of scrimmage and being pulled off the line to cover somebody that I don't know? We weren't put in position as coaching. Keep going with this. In position to succeed in some instances, and like. I just feel like we beat ourselves. As you look at the game, you know, I jumped off sides and they recover and we recover a fumble. You know, later that drive, they score seven. Um, you look at the third and five, we get a stop and they call offsides on uh, J-Ron. Uh, you, you look at the third and four and, you know, that drive ended up leading to seven points. You look at um, another drive where, you know, Wanya Thomas – and Donovan Wilson make a great play, and McCaffrey drops it, and they call uh, leading with the helmet, and that led to another first down, which led to seven. It was so many various things that was mm-hmm. like, man, like it was like we were beating ourselves, and then it was like you add the refs into it, and then it was just it, – it just is what it is. It was just one of them games, and it's like you got to learn from it. Yeah, you did what losers do. But, see, this is the thing. Okay, this is the thing. Hold hold on one tight. Hold tight, Edwin. That was the issue in the 2021 mm-hmm. playoff game when you had 13. Arizona, you had, what, 16, 13 were, you know, that they implemented. So when you say, well, you know, we clean up these penalties here and there, no, the penalties are who you are at this point. Didn't we already blame the refs at Arizona? Yeah, Didn't we, we already blame, blame them? I mean, you can't you can't go with you can't go to the penalty card when the penalties have been messing you up since 2021. Well, heck, we blamed them two weeks ago. Uh, over officials Arizona crew. scale right. from each one. Um, I mean, I like you. I think we match up well with them. I just don't think we played to the same standard they played with yesterday. And it started with, you know, the preparation. I, you know, you go into any type of fight, you go into any type of game, and you would think, like, man, like, we're ready. But, you know, they had every counterattack. Uh, they out-schemed us, and that's just the truth of it. Scheme. You know, they were prepared for everything we was in, uh, everything we was prepared to do, and we just didn't help ourselves at that. So, you know, my hat's off to Kyle Shanahan and how he prepared. Um, I definitely think he was prepared for us, and, uh, I don't think that, you know, we were positioned, we were put in a position to be prepared for what they have. Um, so, you know, that's kind of how I feel about it. But I think the big fixes is, you know, with some of our fixes is we got to eliminate the penalties. The penalties is starting to get bad in the league. Um, you know, it's an offensive league right now. Um, and there's not, it's not, it's not being true defense play right now. It's hard to play true defense. <laughs> Well, that's been the way. That's been, yeah, Mike. It's been that way for a while, I mean, Mike. You were 10. We were doing this. But the penalty thing, again, Like I, I feel like last year they kind of righted the ship because, again, 2021 they ended the season in a playoff game with 13 penalties. In 2022 they come back, they kind of fix it. And now it's kind of reared its ugly head again. So the thing about it is when things get the, – the problem is when – when there's adversity, they revert back to who they really are, which is a team that has a lot of pre-snap penalties, jumps off sides, like a lot of stuff that goes on that shouldn't go on if you're supposedly a, di- a disciplined football team. So you can't just act like this was just a one-off. That's what I don't like. Like, oh, well, if we didn't have these five penalties, then it's a different game. Well, that's been a thing when there's adversity with this team. And this is the pretty much the same core, so – 
that's not a one-off, so that I don't think that's a good excuse either. I want you to stop me when you hear something new from the Cowboys. I, when you hear another a new excuse, something unique and new, because I've heard all of this before, like you just bringing it up. We've, this is all just a rerun, a rerun, right? Of we're not in a the co- we're not we weren't in a position. Yeah, for him I've to never say heard that we, that they, him said that they just out schemed us and they were ready for everything that we did. That's I, I, without being you know rude about it. It's a it's a nice way of saying look, we our coaches got out coached and well, I, and there's not. That is not a fireable offense to be out to be out prepped for. They they saw something that and you didn't see, it. and they exploited it. And you didn't you, you didn't adjust, which is a a great concern at halftime. You didn't you didn't really make things better. You, you flattened the problem out. I mean, it right. got a little bit better. Then your quarterback started throwing interceptions. But the real fix will be next week. I mean, you're gonna if you're gonna talk about it, Micah. We see more pre snaps. Okay, you've addressed it, you've talked about it, and you still didn't fix it. This has been three years in the making now, right? Uh, and, and so I, I, I kind of picture the meme, like Micah, McCarthy, and Dak in the triangle, and all, and they're all pointing at each other, um, because you know McCarthy and Clarence Hill pointed this out when we spoke with them. Like you know, Mike McCarthy keeps banging about the turnovers, but it was twenty-eight to ten before Dak had his first turnover. So what was it, are you telling us that y'all were about to come back from that if Dak didn't turn the ball over? And then Mike is saying we got our scheme; they're prepared for everything that we did. It's just like okay, so what? What? Ceedee Lamb is mad. Like I, at this point, you got to stick together. And I don't know what the right answers are from your players and your coaches. I mean, they're they're not. But what I'm hearing ain't the right answer. I don't know what the right answer is, but what they're saying post isn't making me feel any better about their situation. No. No. What did Micah tell you anything that made you feel like they're they're ready to address this what has obviously been overlooked? I don't know what it is, but they're not what we thought they were. I'm still struggling with that. I'm still struggling with that as, as because I'm still of, of the mindset that the Cowboys are really good. San Francisco is great. And I think San Francisco has a, has the ability to expose a lot of teams. They're five and zero for a reason. Brock Purdy hasn't lost a ever lost a regular season game for a reason. So again, I wasn't even a Brock guy, but at some point you just got to tip your cap and say, "Man, this is a great football team with little to zero holes, and they're going to do that to a lot of teams." Well, they better continue so, doing it. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm I'm not as down on the Cowboys as a lot of people because you have to just look at what San Francisco did and just take it for what it is it's like dude that's a damn good football well excuse me that is a great football team that's coming off an nfc title game and sometimes that's enough to carry you forward like utsa heck they started out with a losing record but look who they lost to they lost to some good football Tennessee army yeah houston right they have turned it around and they're coming home this weekend taking on uab you want to go get on your device 656-3776-656-ESPN you and a friend maybe three 
We either have a pair or four. I'm not sure exactly how many we got. We'll find out. Maybe you'll get a bonus pair. But we'll say a pair of tickets right now to go see UTSA. Get on the phone. Be caller number five. Number five to six five six three seven seven six six five six ESPN. Uh, we talked to Coach Trailer Regular. He stopped by yesterday. Looks like it's going to be a fun time Saturday night. You want to be there for free? Be caller number five. Hey, coming back on the other side of the hour long break or the hour break. Uh, we're talking football, talking Dallas Cowboys, and Wemby, he put on the uni and played for real. Uh, we're talking all things pertinent to San Antonio sport fan next. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. O six hundred. What's the O stand for? Oh my God! It's early. Wake me up! Wake me up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake me up! Oh, wake me up! Wake up! Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. Oh. left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R and R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R and R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. Got a lot to talk about today as the Cowboys try to find their way after a beatdown. The Spurs begin the Wimby era with a loss, but that doesn't matter. It's preseason. Wimby's shown uh, quite well. College football world moving along as Texas takes the weekend off to prepare for the juggernaut that is the Houston Cougars. And the uh, Aggies going to hit the road and head up to Knoxville and take on Tennessee. All worthy conversations. But where are you going to be Uh-oh. at 11.52? On Saturday, eleven fifty-two Saturday in the morning. Eleven fifty-two in the morning. <laughs> Good question. I should have clarified. Yeah. Oh man, I think I do have something to do Saturday morning. Can't think of what it is. The ba- I think I have a baby shower. You better step outside because it's going to get weird. Why? At eleven fifty-two, it's going to go dark. Oh, is this supposed to be that eclipse thing we again? Got four minutes of twelve seconds. Are you sure that long? Yes. Dark. The, the, the scientists have told us it's going to be the ring of fire. You it is a total people? eclipse of the sun. You trust yeah. these people? Yeah. I mean, they've been, I mean, they know down to the second. They've been 11.52 in the morning. It's going to be dark for four and minutes. We, uh, in San Antonio, we are on the prime line of the eclipse. So we will, the, the line that, you know, kind of where the moon travels in front of the sun at 11.52, this line that goes from central Texas, you know, up to Canada, basically, yeah. uh, we're in the perfect place for it. We're in the Zen part of the universe. In fact, Kerrville is like there. People are from around the world are coming around to strip naked and bark at the moon uh, with this thing coming up on Saturday. You are all the way in with this. Like well, it's one you? of those things that uh, well, so I won't we see won't, again, we won't see it again. Right? I'm alive, so I mean, what about a hundred years? I don't know how often it's happened. I, I know the last one, the last eclipse we dealt with was what 2016, I think, something like that. And I watched, uh, uh, you know, don't look at it. Oh, that's right. Don't look up. Don't and look everybody, at it. You know, everybody was kind of so like. So go get your welder's masks or your appropriate sunglasses. To, it should be crazy. It should so be, just oh, 1152 is, yeah, I'll be at a baby it's shower. It's going to go dark. Like, it's going to go from full light to darkness for four minutes. 
That's pretty cool. It's going to be crazy. Can you imagine back in the day when you didn't know that this was coming and you're just walking around the middle of the day and the sun goes dark? Can you imagine? You had no idea this was coming. That's pretty much like Alaska year-round, ain't it? Well, I mean, you're (laughs) from South Texas. Texas. I've never seen that. As as yesterday, we celebrated Indigenous Peoples Day. You're just some guy out on a horse, and it's just the middle of the day, and it just goes dark. What is this called? Is this an eclipse? What yes, is it? Okay, an eclipse. An eclipse. Okay. Yeah, you got to help me out with some of this stuff. It's a solar eclipse. The the uh you know, you can have the moon, you can have the sun get in the way of the moon or that you can get that thing, but this is the moon in the way of the sun and it it's going to go dark. And you're going to be outside. So are you. So are all of us. <laughs> I'm not going to go outside. What, I'm just going to look the up. aliens are coming? I don't man, look. We got zombie viruses thawing out. Yeah, you saw that. The zombie viruses are thawing out from 58,000 years ago. Now we're telling me it's going to get dark in Texas for four minutes at 11.52 a.m. Bro, I'm just, I, I need to just start enjoying my life because the end is near. You know, instead of stressing about, just stop paying bills. That's Just what have I do. fun. I just stop paying because, bills. Because, I mean, this, like, this, some of the stuff you're telling me, I'm, I'm worried. I'm scared, but I, and with me, I just like if it, if it worries me or scares me, I just try not to think about it. Yeah, well, you know, how about comp- contemplating the very idea that the Spurs might be closer to a title than the Cowboys? Now, now you're gone too far. Now, now have I, have now, I legitimately now gone too, too far? Now you sound like James Pledger. Because now you're going too far. By every measure, whether you can blame the Cowboys and their ineptness their play calling or okay. whatever the structure is, or you just blame the quality of the 49ers, the Cowboys ain't in the same league as the 49ers. And that and that's why I'm not so down on them. They're just a, they got beat up by a better team. So uh that better team ain't gonna get worse unless there's yeah. a significant injury. We thought that they were close. Yes. We all thought they were close, so we all got our hopes up, but we we've we come to find out like again, if a team beats you three times in a row, that is no longer a fluke. It's a trend. Now we had, uh, uh, we'll have Clarence Hill Jr. join us here in about 20 minutes. Uh, we know that Jerry is speaking right now. Right now. Right now on right the now. fan. And the things that are coming out immediately are he is kind of doubling down on his decisions that there is no question that his coach, Mike McCarthy, is the play caller and there has been no discussion as to replacing him with a shoddy. Uh, yeah, John Machota tweeted that, you know, Jerry said, no, no, no way. Um, have I thought about asking Schottenheimer to take over play calling for McCarthy? And of course it wouldn't even happen. They've really only had two games. Now those two games they lost, you know, but they've only really had two games where he's gotten the call plays. You don't relieve a man of his duties after two games. I am a believer in failing fast. I am a believer. You got just a little bit of time to fix this, but no, I'm not ready now, but you get another outing where your quarterback gets 150 yards. Your set first seven possessions are all punts and a turnover. Right. Uh, there might be a, a a reason to kind of figure out exactly what you're doing. But I'm not mad at Mike McCarthy calling plays. I'm kind of a little concerned about design, and I'm a little concerned about the way you are so totally scouted. I mean, they knew. It felt like the 49ers knew what you were going to do before you did it on both sides of the ball all game long. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, but he's doubling down on his quarterback, according to John Machota. Rob, 
I completely believe we have the quarterback that can take us where we want to go. Dak Prescott is a quarterback that can get us to the Super Bowl, and that's the way it's going to be. But that's the way it's going to be. But the head coach of this team says, uh, while the offense is fine, this is not an offensive team. We are. We started this, you know, this offensive approach uh, back in, in, in April. You know, I just think it's a matter of who, who, do you, who do you want to be and who do you think you are. You know, I, I coached the team for a lot of years that it was offensive driven. And, um, but this, you know, this team's about defense. You know, let's make no bones about it. And that's not a slight against the offense. We want to score as many points as everybody, and we're not you know, playing not to lose. So don't, don't mix the message here. But um, we play to our defense. You know, that's, that's the strength of our team. And by doing that, you know, the time of possession, taking care of the football, um, those are two things that, you know, were, I thought, improvement uh, from past years, the first month. Uh, clearly was not last night. You can't win games. You give the ball away, you can't win a game. I mean, let's, let's be honest what? about that. So uh, that's when the game got out of control there in the second half. So you got to take care of the ball. Um, we got to continue to go the long way when we have to. Uh, but more importantly, we, I think we can do – do more as far as creating opportunities for, for, for big players or getting the ball specifically where we want it to go. Mike McCarthy post game. I appreciate the fact that uh, even though they were down by 18, he still felt like they had a fighting shot. If it wasn't for his quarterback or threw an interception, we were on our way back. Mm, but this is the thing, Rob. Like, I didn't even think about it. I didn't put two together because it was such a massacre. But when you say you can't turn the ball, you can't turn the ball. Like, Wait a minute. It was already out of hand. That's where l- numbers lie to you. That's when you go, well, we had three turnovers. We lost. Yeah, but those three turnovers happened in the second half. You're already way down. That doesn't mean you couldn't have come back, but uh, you certainly hamstrung yourself in the first half when you didn't throw any interceptions. You just couldn't move the freaking ball. Right. So you look at the idea of turnovers, and I, McCarthy talked about it so much, mm-hmm. the turnover. Turnovers, turnovers. He said it a couple times. I'd be uh, low-key offended if I was four. Yes, Low yes. I'm like, what you, why do you keep talking about that? Like, what about your play calling? There was an occasion <laughs> post game. Did you see the Miami post game when McDaniel was asked about a particular play that Tua evidently audibled out of what he called and called his own play? It went for a touchdown, and they asked him, you know, hey man, uh, what do you think about your quarterback not running the plays that you are sending? And he's like, man, that's not about credit. Not about credit. I just like the touchdown. Mm, the play calling I like coming, that. I like that. coming I like into that. Dak. Uh, I don't know if you don't like what he's doing or he doesn't like what you're calling, but it ain't working. All right. Well, I mean, it's not. No, I mean, no, 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 no. I got you. I got you. But I don't know where the fix is. Is the wide receivers need to get open? Is it the play calling? Because once you start saying, well, a turnover started happening and we were done, well, then there went half the game. What was the answer? We didn't even get to see what the answer might have been. I don't know, but, you know, one of the questions is number 88, Rob. Right, we've been talking a lot about C.D. Lamb and his frustrations in the two losses. Um, Jerry, when asked about that, if he wants to see him get more touches, he said, "I don't know about that, but what I want to see is the ball spread around the several wide receivers and tight ends." Hmm. So, translation: I, hey, C.D. can do all the crying he want to do. <laughs> it's helping my negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I and, don't know about y'all, but I saved some and, money. And no, and really, you just—I don't. If, I'm, if I was Jerry, or if I was McCarthy. I just want to win. And if, if if winning is, you know, CD getting 10 passes a game and 100 yards, then I'm cool with it. But if winning is everybody has four catches and we win, I'm fine with that too. I just want to win. 
You know, one of the things, I, I grew up with an engineer in the house. My father's an engineer, and he always used to say, you know, you can't fix anything until you can measure it. So you can really, you can't fix it until you know what the actual problem is. And when you look at the Cowboys, what is the actual freaking problem? Can mm-hmm. we put in order what needs to be fixed? Is it the defense just got to play better? Does the offense right. just need to move the ball better? Do they, is there, is there something in there that's the first thing that you attack on Wednesday? One, two, three, four. What do you think that is? What's the first thing you would fix as McCarthy, as the head coach, as you showed up for practice on Wednesday? What's the first thing you do? Me. We're going to talk about Offense. what you got to do. We'll also look back last night at a Monday night football game that was hard fought, Ugh. if not spectacular. It was ugly. And boy, there's a lot of quarterback desire out there, but the good news is there might be a lot coming. We're talking Monday night football, NFL, and your Dallas Cowboys next. Don't forget Cal- uh, Clarence Hill Jr. I almost said Cal, I don't know where Clarence <laughs> Hill Jr. What the hell? I don't know. Uh, it's coming from the Fort Worth Star Telegram, and when he speaks, we listen. Hold on, lots to do. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagle here. Coming up later on The Blitz. Boy, we're still trying to dissect and figure out how the Cowboys just got beat in San Francisco on Sunday. We'll talk to Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk at 515, plus some Texans talk with Indy Kalu. That's coming up at 3.30. Hey, Rudy, I dropped my coffee today. It's tax fault. That's, he says low hanging fruit, Joe. You gotta do, you gotta do more research. You gotta look into the numbers. You gotta look, you gotta do more than just blame Dak, man. Come on, Joe. I, I, I expect more from you. You know football. Yeah, let's look into the numbers. I, I, this is a fantasy football league that I'm not a part of. So I'm gonna throw sticks and stones as much as I can. Uh, Rudy on our group chat posted a, an unfortunate final score in a fantasy football <laughs> game as the Moorfields score 131.02 and they lose to the Parsons Project, was in fact is Jason Minix, 131.72. You lost by 0.7 of a point. And I felt bad for you for just a second. Until you saw. And then I looked <laughs> at your lineup, and you started two dudes that were hurt. <laughs> I know. And I had Dylan on my bench. So Minix is and a I part had of the Michael Illuminati. <laughs> I have Michael Thomas on the bench, and AJ, I didn't... I blame the coaching staff on this one. This ain't bad luck. This is scheme. This is scheme. People process technology. This is people. This is a people problem. Yeah, it wasn't. That wasn't on Minix. It just was made for a better storyline. He shouldn't have posted. He should have just posted the final score. He should have walked away with this. I know. I had two guys on the bench with like thirty points that I I went going away. I legit felt bad for you. You're like, damn, he lost by point seven two. That sucks. I don't know if you know you lose that way or you play a guy who had uh who went bananas on oh, DJ Moore. Yeah, DJ night. Moore, yeah. You played him and your night was your weekend was over Thursday yeah. night. Yeah, that's why my team's called the Moorefields. It's supposed to be Ah, see. It's supposed to be DJ Moore and Justin Fields. Well, I Both. lost to DJ Moore over the weekend. Yeah, you did, as it, as did everybody else. But the Moorefields uh, combo worked. Yeah, finally. They're, 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 we'll see what happens around. next week. I think the Cowboys can turn around. We'll, we'll get there. This, uh, last night, Monday Night Football went off. Um, battle of the, yes, you know. Eh. Battle of the, yeah, yeah exactly. Eh. That's exactly what it is, the battle of the, meh. The most impressive thing last night that I learned is haircut with the Raiders got him a young look, girlfriend. Who, uh, Mark Davis? Pic- yeah, did you see a picture of that girl following him around? No. The last time I saw Mark Davis, one of the fans was cussing him out. Yes. I haven't seen it. He has a little young, he got a little young tenderoni. Yes, he does. Uh, got a little tenderoni. I, I'm, I ain't mad money, at him doing his thing. That money buys some nice glasses. <laughs> they don't necessarily work. Hey, uh, let's talk with uh, 
one of our favorites. I cannot wait to hear what Clarence yeah. has to say. Uh, he is one of those that guys. That is not his girlfriend. <laughs> Did you see that? Yes. Come on, dog. Haircut, baby. She got no shame. He must be funny as all get he out. He must be he real must funny. make him laugh. He must be hilarious. <laughs> Speaking of laugh. Uh, if you're watching the pregame, did you see the flyover for the Raider game over the Roomba? N- neither did anyone there. No one else did, but they did it. A flyover over a closed stadium. I find that utterly perfect. It defines the Raiders in every way possible. And, and one more Vegas thing. Have you seen the ring for, for the, the Knights or the, the Golden the Knights? The Vegas Golden Knights is fire. Fire. Best ring ever. Look it up. The next Best ring level, ever. Next level ringdom. We have seen the beginning of what will be the future. It does two things at once. It's like double mint gum. That's what we do, two things at once. We do a, a fine talk, talk radio, but we also invite a guest. Uh, Clarence is next, and we're very late. Uh, we'll be right back uh, with one of our favorites, Clarence Hill, right here from Fort Worth Star-Telegram. But first, I'm going to tell you about Twin Peaks. It's a... It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. That's Rudy. I'm Rob. This is R&R, and it is Tuesday at 7.33. You know what that means. Clarence Hill Jr., the Fort Worth Star. Telegram stops by for us weekly. We need your insight, Clarence. Uh, how are you this morning? I'm well. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. I'm mean, you know, I know you said pray for you last week. You had to OU Texas, and then you had, and you had to go to the Bay. It was, <laughs> how you feel? How you feel? You 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 good? I'm good. I'm, I'm well rested. How about that? I, I slept well. That, that that's the most important. I got, that's I got all that matters. I got my nap out. Well, anybody that is inside the star probably hadn't slept well in a couple of days. Dak needs some sort of, uh, I don't know, protective gear from what he's going through. What's it like on the inside of the star? I mean, what are these guys like on the flight home? Is it just as sad as we feel as fans? You know, unfortunately, I don't fly with them. You know, we fly separately because, you know, we have to write. But, right. you know, it's it's, it's demoralizing. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's the, the Cowboys just, you know, just being out there yesterday and, just talking to people, you know, they're demoralized, they're disillusioned. Uh, they did not see that coming. They, they, they're blindsided. They thought they had a really good week of practice. Uh, they really felt good about the things that they had worked on, the offense, everything. You know, they got undressed on both sides of the ball, you know, and, and, you know, obviously, you know, Dak is front and center as he should be because there's so much on the line. Even because this thing don't work out, you got that contract hanging over your head. There's really nothing the Cowboys can do about it. Uh, and, you know, you know, with a $59 million cap hit next year, you're talking about an extension. You know, where do you go if this thing goes awry? So though, all that's on the table. And defensively, again, you know, it, it's funny because Mike McCarthy was like, you know, the, the turnover, the game got away with the turnovers. Right. It was 28 to 10 before Dak started throwing his interceptions. Mm. The game was already gone, Coach. You know, the, the defense had already given up, you know, wide open touchdown well before Dak started his barrage of interceptions. This I was th- not a situation where the turnovers made it a route. It was already a route. You know, I think 
for context reasons and when we're pointing fingers, you know, I think that's important to bring up. But I think we could point fingers all across the board. How did you feel yesterday, Clarence, with Mike telling y'all, don't mix the message? Even though I feel like we're a defensive team, don't mix the message. We want to score as many points as possible. Like, to me, it it came across weird. It came across um, backhanded complimentish. And it's like the second time he's done it this season. Well, you know, he just did it recently, too. Well, Al Dak's not a manager, but your actions say differently. Right, right, right. And so that, that, that's where I was getting at because – he basically was saying, you know, they're trying to protect the defense. And this is, you know, this is a defense-led football team. And there's no question, you know, this is supposed to be a team that is led by a defense. And, and, and you know, again, I've talked to you guys. I've talked blue in my face. The San Francisco floor formula is supposed to be the Cowboys formula. Have a great defense. Have a great running game. Make things easy for your quarterback. Third and short, you know, dominate and those things like that. Put your quarterback in good situations. You put your quarterback in good, favorable, down and distant situations. You have him playing with a lead. You can win football games. That's right. why, you know, my point is that that's the formula. You know, this defense is supposed to be special, you know, and, and if, you're, if your defense is special like those defenses, you put yourself in situations where your quarterback can manage the game and win and do some things. Um, but this defense, I, I'm sorry, you, you look at, you look at, uh, what they did against Arizona and mm-hmm. what they did the other day, they had no answers, you know, and that's a disappointment, you know, and, and, and I've said, cause I wrote a column the other day, it's not just Dak, it's not just Mike McCartney. This whole team is full of a bunch of bunch of front runners. Oh, you know, when things are going well, when they get turnovers, they look, you know, great. When things are messy, when they haven't gotten the turnovers, you're getting two double digit losses and they are really non compete. And then when it's time to make plays, they gonna don't get it done. They're a classic front runner right now. They're the Super Bowl frauds until a further notice. They've been Super Bowl frauds since nineteen ninety five. And you've been and there for all of are. it. You've been I've there been for there every for bit of it. That's Clarence Hill Joker. I've seen this movie before. I've seen this movie before. And that's why I love your perspective, because you literally have seen this movie before. And when we look at the onslaught that is coming for Dak, at what point do you get backlash? At what point do you get snapback from either Dak or offense? Because nobody's defending this cat. Nobody. No, they're they're not, and, and, and you know it, it's it's you know no one's coming for Dak like people came and and came for for Zach Wilson last week, you mm-hmm. know, and, and try to protect him when 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 <laughs> some national media got out of pocket, you know. But that's what it is. That, that, you know, that comes with right. territory. Certainly comes with being the Cowboys quarterback and 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 the team being oversaturated and and everybody having an opinion on his game and and stuff like that. And and you know, it's hard to feel sorry for a guy. Who's making forty million dollars a year? You know, it, it, it's hard. But <laughs> you know, but what you do, you know, there there are things about you know what, what he's dealing with. That hey, Dak didn't ask for this, but but it is it, it comes with the dinner, and, and and you you got to man up and take it. And and it's that you know again, Dak has Dak deserves his place Sunday night. Deserves all the criticism in the world. There, there, there's no question about that. Uh, he he did not play well, and you know. You know, when I, I was asking Mike McCarthy, I said, why'd you take the ball? Why'd you go defense first? Let them ran the ball down your throat. Take, you know, when they won, like last week, when they were trying to make a point against the Patriots, they took the ball, you know. They took the ball against the Jets and, and scored an opening drive. Why don't you go set the tone with your offense? Cause that's really what's in mm. question. 
you know, and, and they got in a hole defensively. They didn't stop them, and there was a hole from the beginning. But, hey, Dak and the Cowboys have to come out of this because I'm going to tell you right now, what, what you got coming up uh-huh. the next couple of weeks yeah, and what you and what you got coming down the pike in December, this could get ugly if they don't turn this around. And, and, and give them credit, they have a history of I think Mike McCarthy is nine to one and ten and one, and 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 after a loss since twenty twenty, so they have a history of bouncing back. But this one is different because they put so much into this right. game. There was so much talk, you know, and there's so much. This is going to be our measuring stick, and we got revenge from last year. You know, so much talk, and what's so disappointing is Michael Parsons on his own radio show or mm. podcast yesterday. Now he want to get mad at George Kittle. Yeah, George Kittle had an F that. Well, yeah, we gonna get personal now. It wasn't personal before. Right. Talking about his personal now. You guys got beat forty-two to ten. George Kittle, nobody covered him. Still, nobody's covered him in the end zone. He's wide open, and now you upset. I mean. The, 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 there's no answer. It's like, as, as I wrote in the column, you know, as the old Texas Terry, y'all all had no cattle, okay? <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all all had no cattle. I mean, you talk a game, y'all, y'all wrote a check, your butts couldn't, you know, couldn't cash. You know, you go out there and, 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 and do that after all the talk you had, uh, this measure stick game, and you get outclassed like Errol Spence against Bud Crawford. It was just a total embarrassment. He called call the Cowboys yeah. Crawford. Hey, Clarence, man, it's, it's, who is CD frustrated with? Is it it's Mike McCarthy not being able to scheme him open, or is it he feel like Dak is missing him? You've gotten to know these guys a bit. Where does his where does CD Lamb's frustration lie most? It's frustration lie with the fact that he's not getting the ball and he's not producing. And this is a contract year for him. Let's be honest about it. He's you know he it ain't about you know it's about the wins, but also about the money. Okay, yeah, absolutely. He, he hasn't got his extension. And, you know, it's 30 million, you know, on the table you know, annually. That's what the top receivers get. And he's trying to get as close to that as possible. And, and his numbers are not suggesting it much. And so. Who is that you know, on? Press it. Huh? Who is that on? Yeah. Is he getting I open? Mean, <laughs> there, no, there was little separation mm. with the receivers yesterday. There's no question about that. But he's been, he's been frustrated for a couple of weeks because the offenses get the ball out of your hands quick. The offenses get the ball to somebody, get the ball out your hands quick. There's not a lot of, you know, go down the field and, and let the routes develop. You know that that that's that's what this Mike McCarthy offense is. So, you know, they're they're trying to spread the ball around to different people. So the numbers are not there right now. You know, and and so I'm sure he's mad at Dak. I'm sure he's mad at the offense. You know, everybody's trying to talk to him, console him, and you know it has not looked good. And and, and certainly he was upset in wins. It, it wasn't just yesterday. If you go back a couple of weeks, he, he Arizona, was, like there, he was with, mad. You know, yeah. He was well, Arizona and even last week he wasn't, you know, just all, you know, peaches and cream, you know, so, you know, there, there is something there. But again, you know, when you get the ball, make a play. Let's go. Well, can we say to him, nobody else is getting the ball either. <laughs> I don't know why you're mad. Everybody right. else line up. They spread and it around. could be mad too. Tony Pollard's numbers are down. Dak's numbers are down. CD's numbers are down. Brandon, Brandon Cook's. Who was brought here to be, you know, that guy's numbers are down. But let's be honest, you know, they, they, can we revisit this? Should have never got rid of Mark Cooper. Whoa. You know what? Y'all won't let that go, Clarence. Y'all, we, 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 we y'all up there in Dallas, y'all refuse to let that go. <laughs> bringing up arguments route, from three years ago, like my he was wife. A route runner. He was a route runner. And wasn't no cover to Mark Cooper. 
Okay. I mean, you chose you chose Michael Gallup or Mark Cooper. Come on, man, stop it. <laughs> okay, well, let me ask you this: Do you feel like and you, you know, you've come to Dak's defense quite a bit? But I would say, when you're watching him, do you feel like because there's been so much made of trying to do this text coast and trying to get him protect the ball, do you think in doing this they've snatched some of his instincts? Man, I, I don't know what's going on. There's there's some, certainly some regression there. You know, they say he wasn't pressing and. And I wouldn't say that, you know, those intercepts were pressing, but... I think they got know, him thinking, Clarence. Yeah, it, there's, there's, there's some mechanics to it. that There's too mm. much mechanics and not enough natural stuff. I, I would say that. And, you know, they they lied to him. Oh, he got this offense down. He's very comfortable. He's in control. But there's a, there's, a, there's a process of getting comfortable with the offense on the field in games. And, you know, I think that's part of it. But... You know, goodness gracious! You know that you you that that the first throw of the game was a high throw to Schoolmaker, who maybe yeah. could have gotten it if he if he jumped different, but it was a high throw. You know, you, you you're too apt up or whatever else, and and it just went downhill from there. But there were no clean pockets, there was no running game. But again, you look at the look at the opposite side, and and San Francisco was always in third and short. You know, they didn't mm. run for. Uh, Breaking long runs, but they all had leaky runs. I mean, that's what Dyke Quinn talked about. You know, the three-yard runs turned to five-yard runs, the six-yard runs, and always in third and short. The Cowboys were never in a third and favorable. It was always backed up, and the offensive line certainly wasn't protected as well as they hoped, especially when you get all five offensive line back. Let's talk about the line real quick, Clarence. Let's talk about the the line, because we were excited about this, like you were just about to say. All of them together, finally we get to see it. Were they awful, or were they average, or were they just out-schemed? Tell me about what everybody's thinking about this fully together line. As we used to say back in the day, used to be don't make no honey, okay? They used to be good, okay? They used to be dumb, okay? Are they still? <laughs> are they, I mean, they're named right now, but are they really dominant? Is, is this a really dominant offensive line? Is this a line the Eagles are playing with? Is this a line the, the 49ers are playing with? Are they moving people? Tyler Smith is having, and I think Zach Martin are playing at a high level. The rest of the guys, you know, have, have not. You know, and Tyler Beata's been in out. He was hurt. He's he's not, certainly not Travis Frederick and not playing up to his past standards. And and, 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 and Tyler Smith is just getting back. So, uh, you know, hopefully the more they're on the field together, it'll get better. But it wasn't a good look on Sunday. Let's talk about linebacker depth with the with Leighton Vanderess looking like he's going to the IR four to six weeks what is what are they talking about linebacker depth or they have somebody waiting that they they feel comfortable with what what's going to happen at linebacker i mean the easy answer is they're going to you know bring up Malik Jefferson you know you know former texas linebacker right. he, he's been i mean they they only have three linebackers on the roster well actually they only had two okay and that's clark and and uh it was clark and Layton, you know and they had like six safeties and certainly bell was doing some linebacker things, and, and, and Malik Jefferson on the practice squad, and they brought him up the past couple of weeks on game day, but they will probably have to sign him. But they'll also probably have to add a veteran linebacker. I mean, they don't have any depth there. And and, and, and Leighton Vanderus was a play caller as well as, you know, your, your middle linebacker. And, 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 and so Mike McCarthy or Dan Quinn talked about yesterday about possibly using Michael Parsons, you know, as off the ball again, but then you're taking, away, taking him away from what he does best. It know, is. And, and, and that, that's get after quarterback. So that's a problem. And you and, and again, even before Leighton Vanderess got hurt, let's look at the two defenses. 
as great as that defensive line was in San Francisco, and as great as you like, people like to talk about the Cowboys pass your defensive line. Right. Their linebackers are was such a difference maker. Fred Warner, people do not talk enough about how good Fred Warner is. He should be in the defensive player of the year conversation. He was all, he wrecked that game yesterday. Yeah, he did. And then he, he he gets overshadowed by Bosa. But that dude is special. The other linebacker is special and, and, and it Layton was good, but there was nothing special about Layton game. There's been nothing special about Clark's game. They 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 the linebacker play is so much outclass in San Francisco compared to what it is in Dallas, and that, that's part of, you know, this defense. Clarence Hill Jr. joining us here on San Antonio Sports Star. Check his stuff at the Fort Worth Star-Telegram on regular. Uh, we haven't heard from Jerry yet. We expect to hear from him today. Have you been around him? What's his altitude? You know, Jerry's not talked. He didn't not talk after the game, so we didn't get to see him. He's supposed to talk this morning at 830 on the, uh, the, the local Cowboys radio station down here in, in, in We'll hear from him, and you know, I've, I've told the guys there. You know, y'all got to ask Derry about. I mean, because again, Mike McCarthy's job, Mike McCarthy's future, Dak's future, all this stuff is in play. All these stuff are things that, that it, when this thing, if, if this thing goes awry, those are things Derry's going to have to, Jerry's going to have to address. And he was one of the main people pointing to this game and talking about how this was a measuring stick game and you know everything they did in off season. You know, this is going to validate what they've done and. And, and how far they need to go and all the other stuff. And to go down there and, and do 42 to 10, I know he's shocked, upset, and, and, and frustrated. And when, when Jerry gets mad, you know, you know, you get rid of people like Amari Cooper. <laughs> Why are you going there? Well, have you um, – what do you think about Gilmore thus far? He's been okay. I, I think that not having um, Trevon Diggs has exposed him a little bit. I think so you know, too. I don't think he's been. I, I don't think he's been special. And I, I worried in camp whether he could run with guys. You know, certainly, you know, he he has you know knowledge and 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 can cover. But you know, he 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 can't chase guys like he used to. And so he is not. You know, you know what you had with with, with Diggs. You know that shut down guy. You, you don't have that anymore. You know, but I, I don't think the re, you know the receiving play was a difference. You know, it was can y'all cover Kittle? How do you not know Kittle's going to be a big part of the offense? I mean, dude's running wide open. There's something about this defense where people take advantage of their eyes or their communication, and there was a lot of communication breakdown in the secondary. You go back to that Arizona game, there was a communication breakdown on that that long pass that really prevented the Cowboys from getting back in that game when they gave up that 69-yard pass. So there's something wrong with their eyes or communication on the back end that's causing problems. And, and Donovan Wilson, you know, he's everybody. He got the contract. Everybody talked about him coming back. He has not been good. Mm. That's an Aggie. That's, that's that's what they do. That's what they do, Clarence. Oh, wow! <laughs> you know what? Another thing. Mike is my guy. Coach McCarthy is my guy. He joins us every Friday, Clarence. But we knew right here in this us little San Antonio knew that San Francisco plays zone defense over seventy percent of the time. So to hear him yesterday say, "Well, we anticipated they were going to play a lot of man." And then they say that they like their week of preparation, but well, you like the week of preparation, but was it the right preparation? Well, according to them, they play more man than than than, than, okay. than they've done in the past. But according to to, to Schottenheimer office, according to we, we talked to them yesterday, and they play more man. Okay, but again, there's no sugarcoat. They got our coach. They got our class. This this was you know Kyle Shanahan in his offense. Compared to Mike McCarthy in his office, Kyle Shanahan in his defense compared to uh, Dan Quinn in his defense, they put a clown suit on the Cowboys coaching staff. 
you've seen this before. We've we've heard the music. We've watched the dance. Are they going to bounce back and going to beat beat the Chargers? Uh, again, they've bounced back before, but going on the road uh, against a Chargers team that has Kellen Moore, who, who's, who, who knows his team, who's looking for a little revenge for, for throwing him under the bus and making him a scapegoat of, of last year, it, it's going to be a tall order. You know, the NFL telling us they don't script this, but it certainly feels scripted to me. This is a perfect hey, well, storyline with Kellen Moore. We saw what the, the Jets did for Nathaniel Hackett this past week, so I could see a little – I mean, it wasn't to that extent, but I could see a little bit of that Monday night. Yes, sir. Oh, no doubt. It's, it, that, that's why we play the game. That's why on SSTV, that's why it's going to be fun. But but they, they cannot imagine losing that game, going to 3-3, three and three, going to this bye. And then you have the Rams and in the, in, the Eagles coming up. And, again, what you got in December with Miami and, and Seattle, and, and it's just, it's, it, it's gonna, it can get ugly. They, 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 they need to right the ship. 3-3, three right three, possibly, going into the bye. We all know what happens on bye weeks. He is Clarence Hill Jr., the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Always great stuff, great man. Great stuff. Thanks for setting the alarm and getting up with us. We'll talk to you next week. I right, appreciate it. He set the alarm in a lot of ways. One of them was the alarm to get up. The other was the pull in case of emergency fire alarm. Um, hearing Clarence, he is an optimist. The house ain't on fire, but he got it damn near there because he talked about the schedule coming up, and he talked about the December schedule. So, yeah, to, for him to call them frauds and front runners, all in the same interview slash article, yeah, it's pretty harsh. It's going to be harsh all week long coming out of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. If you missed any of that or anything live that we're doing right here on San Antonio Sports Star, there's one place to go. That's com. We call it the Audio Vault, brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. It is there where you can catch up on everything that we say and do live right here. It's your podcast, Central. Uh, a couple things around the league as we're seeing injuries are starting to add up around uh, Justin Jefferson, IR. A chain out a couple weeks and, yep. uh, you know, standout rookie running back for the Dolphins. He's had some knee issues. He's down. I don't know what the status is on Kelsey, but he tweaked that ankle that he already had hurt. So, yeah, Daniel Jones, Stinger, Vander Esch, CJ Goodwin, right. Turpin. Cowboys injury list just continues to add. And it's, they're not the, 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 the starters, but they're key role players. They're glue yeah, guys. Sure. They matter. I mean, Turpin and, had the touchdown. And, and yeah, they matter in different ways. They're not, you know, we don't notice the absence like we would notice an offensive lineman where there's just this deficit at every snap. But man, oh man, it is adding up. And, and Clarence talked about it and it's worthy of discussion with Vanderesh down. They don't have any linebackers. This scheme required, well, Dan Quinn's talent requirements evidently did not involve linebacker, and those that did got hurt. You know, we had some injuries. Malik Jefferson was hurt and, and kind of lost some of the postseason. Right. Uh, Jabril Cox just never could find his way. And uh, because of that, they're they're left in a lurch right now. They're not a lot. There's, no, I guess what, you move Curse down to the linebacker? Go sign. I, I you're going to have to. They're going to have to sign a linebacker. They're going to have to go and sign a linebacker. I know he's. Clarence told us they'd probably bring up Malik Jefferson from the mm-hmm. practice squad. So there's there's definitely some questions to be answered there. It was a it was a roll of the dice to be that thin at linebacker. And it made it worse when Kittle does what he does. 
made it a lot worse because, again, maybe that's a linebacker responsibility. Maybe it's a safety. I don't know. It didn't seem like it was anyone's responsibility, to be honest with you. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, he but, was just open. Yeah, he was just open. But at the end of the day, they're going to have to go and sign a veteran linebacker. The Blitz will get going today a little after 2, and as they do, they're going to have a full uh, they have Jerry sound, sound panel from uh, – yeah. uh, Jerry's talking right now in the fan, and uh, – to our surprise, after a couple of days of silence, which isn't like him, I wasn't sure what to expect from him, but he came out kind of holding the company line that um, under no circumstances, this is according to John Machota, I haven't heard the sound officially no. from 105.3 The Fan, but Machota tweets out that uh, there is no con- no consideration, they haven't begun to even think about, won't think about the fact that I, maybe Shoddy should be calling plays. I'm no. not ready for that either. No, I hadn't even, I hadn't, I hadn't even crossed my mind. But I would say this, that if I am Jerry and I'm talking to my head coach, not as a friend, but as a boss, you are going to have to get control of this ship. Uh, there, some of the things oh, that Jerry, we, yes, because one of the, th- couple of the things, if I'm Jerry talking to McCarthy, there are some things that I thought we had fixed and I'm not saying they're broken. We just saw a couple of occurrences and some of that is just your, your pre-snap mistakes the the jumping off sides that's nothing but you guys that's not them that's not the opposing team being better and better prepared that's you guys just not being disciplined that's got to be fixed get out of your own way yeah that that can happen that's why when micah says on the on the edge pod oh well if that not for these four or five penalties the game's different well micah well, yeah. that's, that's been going on since 2021 bro I, I i feel you but you can't go as you can't treat that like a one-off like y'all in big games, when they're under adversity, y'all have a lot of penalties. It is what it is. The proof is in the pudding. They get back to work tomorrow in practice. What's the first thing you work on with them? What's the first thing you do when everybody shows up together? Damn. Uh, rewatch that. Do you want? Yeah, rewatch the film. Go through the pain. Yeah. Then I, I think to me again, I think the defense. If you're going to tell me that this is a defensive team and that's the identity, then I got to get started with the offense. I agree. I got to get started with the offense. Simple as that. You're going to have to find a way to move the ball. And more importantly, you're going to have to find a way to stay in front of the chains. Just stay. You can't. The the second and sevens, that's a recipe for disaster. That's the one thing we know with this offense and your quarterback yeah, and your third, running game. Third and, and long, and then the other teams in third and short, you can't win that way. You cannot, first and foremost. And no more throwing your quarterback under the bus, Coach. <laughs> it could be taken that way, but that's why he did say, Rob, don't mix the message. So, yeah, you're doing exactly what he told us not to do. But don't I, mix the message, Rob. I think Clarence pointed it out. Yeah, you can talk about interceptions, and the numbers tell you, you throw in three interceptions, you're going to lose every game. I mean, it just happens. But those interceptions happened after you're already down by 18. So there are other problems, that being one. Hey, don't go anywhere. The Blitz is going to be popping all day long, and you know that Greeny's going to be covering the Cowboys. We just do it better. <laughs> I agree. We'll be back tomorrow. You guys be cool.